So I appreciate you uh, responding to my DM, uh, first of yeah. all. And um, like, you know, Tony made a really good point. One of the episodes, he was like, man, you know, like we had this bodybuilder female on and, you know, I'm sure in her DM, she probably gets like dick pics and stuff, you know, and like, I never thought about yeah. that. And she opened it and she did the podcast and stuff like, no, it's like, you know, and because especially since we're not friends and stuff, it just goes to that unknown folder or whatever it's called. And then, you know, so yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this and giving us some of your uh, Sunday up. Yeah, not a problem. Like, uh, I don't get dick pics in my DMs, so like, <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more inclined to check those. Because uh, a lot of times, yeah, like, um, I get most of my work through Instagram. So um, if I don't check the hidden uh, hidden messages <clears throat> or the requested messages, a good, like, maybe 50 to almost, like, 70% of potential clients will just uh, slip through, through my fingers if I don't check it. Now, like when you, when a client sends you a DM, like, what do you, what are you making for them? Uh, what am I making for them? Mm -hmm. Um, typically most of them are coming for like, a like a logo piece or like some type of like a branding. Um, like say you guys as yourself, you'll probably, if you guys hit me up, you'd be like, Hey, uh, we're starting a podcast. Uh, we love your style. Could you make us like a, like a logo for our podcast and maybe like, a couple of merchandising stuff. So I get a lot of requests for that. That's usually my typical like um, clientele project base. Um, every once in a while, I get a uh, strict um, art based work where it's like, Hey man, like you have full range to do whatever you want. I just love your art style. Just, just go ham. I just want a piece from you. I'm starting to get more and more of that a uh, little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's just logo work. Have you always been, um, a creative person like have you always drawn and stuff as a kid uh so, yeah actually i um thinking back about it i've always loved to draw um my parents will tell you like even in preschool they're like oh yeah your favorite activity was like the drawing table i'm like oh shit really i didn't know that um like so if you look back at my whole entire story there's kind of signs that like yeah this kid was meant to be an artist but uh growing up i'm like nah i'm, I'm good uh, yeah, like, uh, talk to my like, close hometown friends. They're like, yeah, dude, in high school, you would never pay attention in class. You're just doodling. For me, I thought, like, man, the class was just boring. I was just trying to do something <laughs> to occupy my time. But they're like, nah, you're just, you're just drawing, drawing. I thought, yeah, I've been uh, looking back at it. Yeah, I would say I was always creative and always drawing throughout my, throughout my life. Yeah. So when did you pick up the digital side of it? Oh, I didn't really start picking up the digital side till later in the game where I, so I went to college for, um, um, mechanical engineering, absolutely hated mechanical engineering, not cut out for that at all. Cause, uh, when I was 18, you know, I, I went to like uh, a small, small private school where they didn't do the best to prepare you for college. And I feel like most schools don't anyways. So you're tossed into this, uh, world of college. It's like, Hey, pick a major. And just, what the fuck's a major, you know, like I have to pick a career for the, to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and I like to build, so I, I like to like, assemble things. So I was like, eh, you know, mechanical engineering, right? That's building. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Uh, did about a year, uh, no, about a semester of it. Just could not take it anymore. Um, and switched to graphic design just off of a, um, a whim. My RA at the time saw me doodling. Like, yo you should check out graphic design I'm like, it's better than mechanical engineering do i'll do it so i signed up the next semester 
Um, so I started learning graphic design and doing digital artwork <laughs> 20, 2015, 2015, 2016. I didn't really start to really pursue it for myself till maybe 2019. And so do you do everything on an iPad? No. So I actually do it. The, um, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen like a bunch of TikToks or like, you know, Instagram videos, like everyone's doing it on the iPad. They're like drawing with the pencil. Yeah. Um, so I actually, so that's a program called procreate. Uh, I don't use that. I do it the, the quote unquote air quotes, the old school way I use Adobe illustrator. So like I'm using mouse and keyboard actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's even more impressive, man. It has, it's like, uh, I'm just too stubborn to learn the, um, the, the pen, uh, the actual extent, like using a, a stylus. It's so much easier, but like, I just, I don't know, for some reason, like I just can't get it down to exactly how I want it. I just have, to, I haven't played with them, uh, settings enough to like, yeah, exactly how I want to draw is how I want it to draw. So I just, cause I went to school, uh, learning mouse and keyboard. So I just got used to it and I got really proficient at it. So I'm like, yeah. It ain't broken, don't fix it, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah, you're really good, man. Like, I was like, damn, this stuff's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. So how long does it take to do one drawing? Oh, start to finish. So I actually start uh, everything traditional pen and paper, um, sketching it out, actually, with a old school pencil. I just kind of like that um, balance of, you know, digital and traditional. Um, so I start with that. Um and then once I'm happy with it, then I bring it into Illustrator or bring it into the computer and then digitize it. So start to finish from like blank sheet of paper to finish digital piece, maybe about um, three hours of I'm having an off day. So I, I work relatively fast, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound really quick. Yeah. From initial start to finish, about three hours. Uh, is that yeah. also is that also for logos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all my work, it takes less than a um, six-hour benchmark. Unless it's, like, really complicated. Uh, so, like, a lot of the stuff that you see on my Instagram page, it takes takes me about, like, yeah, about three hours start to finish. So, do you ever have, like, a dream of, of like, uh, being, like, a cartoon drawer, like, um, a cartoon creator? Illustrator? Is that- An illustrator? Um no, I, what's funny is like, I, I never thought that was like an actual legitimate career until I started doing it. Yeah. It's still low key. Like deep down, I don't want to admit it, but like, sometimes I don't feel like it's a legitimate career still. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, it's like, where are the, it's not, it's not your common career path. So you don't really have a, a set blueprint of do X, Y, and Z and you'll make it type of deal. You know, whereas compared to like, something in nursing or engineering where it's like, yeah, good, get good, uh, get good grades, uh, be good at math, be good at whatever. And you'll make X, Y, and Z type of money when you come out of college. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's easy. There's a set blueprint. You know exactly what you have to do uh, as an artist or an illustrator. I feel like there's no real set blueprint. It's like, how much are you good at it? And luck of the draw of people discovering your work type of deal. Um, so no, I never really kind of like envisioned myself as an artist. Maybe like every once in a while, I'm like, it'll be cool to kind of like get paid to, you know, just fuck around and draw for a living, but never really thought of it as a legitimate career until I'm in it. <laughs> so you never like thought about being like a South Park or 
Family Guy no. or Simpsons or anything like that, or even Disney. No, never. Yeah, I, I mean, I always loved watching cartoons. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I enjoy it, but I've never saw myself like as a person doing that uh, as a career. Is that something you think you could do though with with your skills though? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like especially more. Uh, I've been doing it more and more, and like I'm getting a lot more traction. It's definitely something that like yeah, I could take a stab at it and probably like find fair uh, fair amount of success in that. Um, I'm not good at animation. Uh, just because I haven't dabbled in it too much, but uh, give me enough time, I'll I'll probably be good at it. <laughs> you know, because don't they say like an episode of South Park takes like a quite a while to complete? Yeah, it, it just especially um, if they're doing it the old school way, um, like actually like frame by frame uh, animation, which not a lot of companies actually do that nowadays. I, all, all of it's pretty much digital, but even then, it takes a long ass time to like really perfect it. Um, but yeah, each can take up to like weeks on end, but yeah, also have like a massive ass team. So if you're actually working for a animation studio, at least from my understanding, you're not going to be in charge of like, all right, man, you're doing the whole episode. Here's a month time, get to work. It's like, you have a team like, Hey, you're doing backgrounds. You're in charge of, uh, this scene and do all the backgrounds for this scene. Uh, and your coworker will do, I don't know. Um, the characters and so on and so forth. But yeah, like there's a whole ass team behind that. So um, I'm pretty sure it still takes a long ass time though, but I'm pretty sure I can like, you know, step into that field. What about, um, <clears throat> excuse me. What about um, like getting into like video game anim- animation? Cause when I first saw your page, I thought it was a cuphead page. And I was like, wait, yeah. this, I was like, dang, this is just like cuphead. Awesome. Let me look at it. And then I was like, Oh shit, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I get that a lot. Like, you know, um, which, Hey, if someone from Cuphead's watching, um, I'd love to work for them. Like that was one of the biggest inspirations to get me into the, uh, the styling was, so my styling is called, uh, 1930s rubber hose, or that's the new name. Uh, I forget what the old traditional name things like Fletcher studios or something like that. Um, it's like steamboat Willie old, uh, uh, Betty Bop, I some, or oh, Betty Boop. Boop. Yeah. Yeah, Betty Boop. yeah. Like that kind of like that old school, um type of uh illustrations uh so up until then i say now there's no real good source of references for that besides like still pictures and even then it's like kind of like really really iffy and finicky at best it takes a lot of time to like uh find good references materials and trying to learn that style once you go to class Uh, i'm self-taught with this style by the way oh wow Um, until i saw like a uh, cuphead and like old school disney and then i just started like yo this is like really um like exactly what i'm looking for so i just take a bunch of like you know uh screenshots or uh, buy their books just going to town practicing the styling the hands uh, it takes a lot of work to make something look effortless and like kind of like easy cartoon to do so but like in the beginning I, oh my god i can't even draw like hands for for my life <laughs> I mean, you know, so like, uh, yeah, I just kept practicing that styling. And then I'd love to work for that studio. I've, I've tried to apply a couple of times, but um, their, their studio is always full. So, um, hey, if the opportunity comes, I would definitely love to work for them. Yeah. Have you um, have you played that game? Yeah. it's, it's have, you, uh, God. have you like heard like or do you know that that game is um, uh, it was made for like to bring back that nostalgia feeling because every frame of that thing was hand drawn. Oh really? 
yeah, that whole entire game was like hand drawn and hand done, like frame by frame, old school style. Like literally they had hired a bunch of illustrators um, to literally draw every frame. So that's why it looks so old school um, because it had, um, it's like that imperfect uh, um, kind of thing going. Cause it's literally drawn frame by frame by one person or a couple handful of people doing it. And like, that's how they get that look. Uh, it's not digital. It's actually done all by hand. Well, that's even more impressive then because I I play that game and, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to beat it. And sometimes I get stuck on a level for like two hours, just playing that yeah. same level. I'm like, man, fuck this fucking game. And I'll, yeah. then I won't play it for like a month or two, you know, but like, yeah, they, they did a really good job making that game and, and how hard it is. That's what I yeah. really, I think that's what I really love because now some of the games are just like a Mario game and you can beat if you don't beat the level, it'll let you skip it if you want. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, like exactly. I was playing yeah, a game I was playing a Mario game the other day and that's what I did. I was like, uh okay, I'll skip it. Fuck it. Yeah, like, I'll talk about it another time. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's today's day. I was like, I'll do it another time. It's fine. Uh but yeah, like uh what's it called? Uh if you look at like have you seen the they have a Netflix show out too. Uh have you guys seen it? Oh no, I haven't watched it. What is this? Um, I haven't watched all of it yet, but like you can tell, like the, the animation style is different. Like if you look at the um, the TV show and how it looks like in the video game, it's different. It's a lot different. Uh, that's because on animation studio, they they need to make it like um, fl- uh, the frame rate needs to be a lot higher, so it looks like it's a lot more fluid. I think it's like um, sixty frames per per second or something like that. Um, so that one is done by digitally still the artists have to draw it and all that, but um, it, the look, it looks a lot more modern. It looks very similar to like what uh, my stuff uh, is on my page compared to like the, uh, the video game. It looks like, you know, um, old school, like yeah. ripped rip straight off from like 1930s, like car to your grandpa's yeah. to like uh, TV or something like that. Do you think that game was so successful? It was well, so it currently is so successful because, um, the style it was done in the I that vintage so. style. Cause you know, we I haven't seen that, that in yeah. forever. Cause it has a little bit of like a little bit of everything. Like it has a story of like, um, it's hand done like frame for frame. So that itself gives it a, like brownie points of like, Oh damn, it's kind of unique. And that like, um, yeah, that, that old school vintage nostalgic vibe. It's like, Oh yeah, this is actually, um, really cool to look at. Like the artwork. Great. And then you throw in the game of like, Oh shit! It's actually a hard game, like a good story. Like, so they had a little bit of everything, which I—that's why I think it like really did well. <clears throat> yeah, and then I played um, Shredder's Revenge the other day. I downloaded that, and uh-huh. it's still my thing, man. Like the old school, the hardness is what I like. You know, like I, I just yeah. like fuck this game because I—I think I almost beat it. I think I got like two more levels left, and I just got it on Thursday. <laughs> oh damn! You've been spending a lot of time on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you got any uh, projects in the works right now? Um, yeah. So I have the one big thing I'm working on right now is um, getting ready for uh, my first ever convention. Like it's called DesignerCon. It's out in Anaheim uh, in Southern California where, you know, it's just like, you know, a place where people can come and see, I guess their favorite artists and just like a great area for like pop culture and uh, pop art. So I'll be actually tabling there. So I'm just preparing and getting ready uh, all my artwork, getting them printed out and getting ready to hopefully sell a good amount of artwork down there. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of working towards in November. Um, as far as client project goes, is you know it's uh it's kind of died down a little bit. Um, projects aren't um, necessarily flying out the door at this moment, just because not everyone's looking for design work right at this moment. But it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of the big one, like working for uh, design designer con. What do, what do you what do you think about like sites like Fiverr? I know there's other sites like Fiverr, but that's the only one I can think of. Um, like when you have somebody like overseas that's you know doing yeah. it super cheap, how yeah, do you, how so, do you compete with that? Your skill, honestly, it's a skill and like popularity. Um, which I I took a stab at Fiverr as well, and a lot of the clients that you get from Fiverr, um, are gonna be not the greatest in all honest opinion. They're not, you're not going to find a serious client that's going to be willing to pay big bucks on Fiverr. Um, that's just how it goes. Cause it's made its plat- It's made its name known for being cheap, you know? Yeah. And so you, you get what you pay for. Like if you want cheap artwork, you're going to get cheap artwork. It's not going to look the best. It's going to look copy and pasted. Um, it's not going to look unique by any means. Now, does that mean like there's going to be some, uh, that all of them are like that? Like, no, not necessarily, but at least from my experience on Fiverr, um, you're going to get most, it's going to be mostly saturated with like, you know, um, overseas artists that will do it for like five bucks or something like that. Um, so whenever I get a client that's just like, that's kind of complaining about my prices, they're like, hey, I can get this done for uh, on Fiverr. I'm like, oh, please go ahead. Like, you know, um, there's a reason why I'm not on Fiverr and there's a reason why I charge the way I charge because you're, you came to me for my specific style and my creative eye. I can guarantee you that my person on Fiverr is not going to give you what you're looking for. Um, and they'll, they'll go ahead and try it out. And they're like, yeah, you're right. I'll, uh, I'd like to, um, go with you. I'm like, I told you, like, you should have distrusted me in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, Fiverr is like, it's a, it's cool in theory, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's good if you're in a pinch. Yes. Yes. Like my original yeah. logo was from Fiverr and I just needed something to um, right. upload to iTunes. Yeah. And I had talked to this one guy locally to do it and he's like, yeah, I can do it. but It's going to take X amount of time. And it was just too long for me to wait. And so right. I ended up getting a logo done on Fiverr and it wasn't anything that I particularly was happy with but like i said it served a purpose until i got something better right um but yeah i definitely can feel where you're coming from as far as like quality you definitely get what you pay for because i can look at my first logo in the current logo i have and you can definitely tell a huge difference in the quality right. of work yeah yeah this is what, like fiverr is great exactly you said like you hit it right on that if you need something in a pinch just to get it started go with fiverr you know you're not trying to break your bank i get it if you're like you know trying to start a business you're not trying to kill your your budget on design when you don't know if it's going to work or not. You just need something out there. Go to Fiverr, like you know that, that's where it's that's where it's meant for. You know, you get something cheap, you get something you might not necessarily be happy with, but like it gets your name out there and you know, like it brands you. Do that, and once you get more uh, grounding and you can afford good design, do that. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think everything serves its purpose. Fiverr has its purpose, but like, you know, you're not going to see me on Fiverr um, 
anytime soon, or you're not going to see me compete dropping my rates to compete against Fiverr. Like if you want to go with Fiverr, that's totally fine. I understand that, but my rates are set at where they are for a reason. So when people find you, how do they, how are they finding you? Like through tags or like um, hashtags or. Honestly, I have no idea The Instagram algorithm is um, finicky at best. I'm trying to figure it out as is. Um, I'm, I'm assuming through hashtags um, just because I'm hashtagging my stuff. Um, hashtag shares help a lot. Uh, so when people share my work, it, you know, it puts more eyes on uh, eyes on my stuff and then the algorithm will under will finally understand that like, Oh, Hey, people are looking at his stuff. We should push his work more towards the explore page. Um, cracking the explore pages is, is I, I wouldn't say it's tough, but it is, there's a math behind it. You know, um, it's heavily pushing Instagram reels right now, which sucks. Um, cause I'm not trying to spend an extra five, six hours, you know, editing a video and shooting, shooting like a little quick how to, on my work when I just, I just want to illustrate. Yeah. That's not, my, that's not my Avenue. Um, I understand the power of it, but I'm just like, it's, it's not worth it for me. It's definitely not worth that. All that work just for, for that exposure. Yeah. because uh, you, Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. You're in chime in. Oh, I was saying like, because somebody like you just not going to half-ass put a reel up there. You're going to take your time and make it look perfect yeah. the way you want, you know, because there's yeah, a lot of people, definitely. there's a lot of people just putting a picture as a reel you know, to get the likes or to get, to get their shit out there. But then like, uh, I've done that picture trick (laughs) just to like, like, just to play the game of the algorithm. Like, fuck it. Here you go. Here's a picture. Uh, Here's some audio behind it too. See, I didn't even, I didn't even realize what you just said that, you know, it's uh, there's math behind the Explorer page because I just thought it was just random shit that Instagram put there. No, there's, there's math behind it. Um, so like, uh, do you guys have the, um, uh, the, the business side of Instagram uh, for, for your guys' Instagram accounts on the podcast. I do. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you know how you can see the insights and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that, that gives you a lot of information. Like, you know, uh, so I post daily at the same time, uh, same time um, for consistency. So uh, the algorithm rewards consistency mm. and obviously quality of work. So the more, um, the reason why I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of, been growing as fast as I've been growing it's because I've been posting daily Monday through Friday um every day <clears throat> minus Saturday Sunday um for seven months now seven months every day for for yeah those five days and then it's it has some pretty good engagement so like it looks at, it tracks your how often do you post how many likes or interactions it gets so shares um comments um, stuff like that, it tracks that. I'm like, oh, it has a li- quite a good engagement. Let's start to push this this person's post more and more. Hashtags are a great way to get into you know the explore page as well. Um, so it's always constant. It's rewarding those who uh, uses Instagram's features pretty much. So that's why it's pushing reels a lot. Have you so noticed? Really- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what were you about to say? Have you <laughs> noticed that like they don't reward people that have external links um actually no i haven't i haven't noticed that too much like um because i've heard that people say that like if you have something that like takes them off instagram they don't want that now i don't know that just may be a conspiracy theory 
it could I mean, it, it could be a conspiracy theory but it, it's a conspiracy theory that makes a lot of sense uh you know it's, they want to spend a lot of the time on their their own platforms probably if you have links to like i don't know your facebook then that's like that's fine because it's owned by the same same company mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I pr- i'm pretty sure maybe external links like hey check out my youtube page or something it might not push it as much um but yeah i know for sure like there's an algorithm to crack behind it <clears throat> yeah if it's like kind of um i wouldn't say family friendly but uh family friendly is the only word i can think of it's, if your content is more family friendly it'll, it'll push that too now i wonder like if you have like say a spotify link on a story like for the pot for like your episode we're recording right now like when we release it we put like a link for the episode and stuff on there you know i wonder if you pay to get that one what is it called um boosted boosted uh, like how would they treat that one since it has an external link Um, well i'm sure they would push that one because you're paying yeah you're paying so they're like "Ah, we don't care you pay us we'll, we'll push whatever you know Dang, I didn't even think about that with the external link. Like, now, do you boost any of your posts? I've only boosted two of them. Um, and that was um, through, what's it called? Like, when I was slowly kind of like coming up and Instagram was like, hey, um, we noticed that you're growing. Here's like a free 30 bucks to try our boosting feature. Um, like, check it out. I did it when I was like very, very... Uh, small like i think less than like 200 followers back in college i boosted a post and that where i that's where i saw like a tremendous amount of growth um just because like you know it's i think it exposed it to maybe about ten thousand unique different accounts oh wow um for for the allotted time that i paid for um and then and then the second time where i boosted where um, I got shadow banned for like, for, for some stupid reason. Like, uh, I had the word burned down in my post, um, from one of my older, uh, older illustrations. And then like, that's a no, no for Instagram. Like, you know, anything that causes like, you know, um, property damage or like stuff like that. They're like, they're really, really like strict on that. Like, uh, so that got flagged down. So I got shadow banned for like, uh, almost a month actually. So hardly any engagement ever. Um, <clears throat> and then what's it called? They get like, Hey, you're, you're starting back up. Here's some, like, here's 30 bucks to like boost your post again. And then same thing. They're like, I set a target for like, you know, 10,000 uh, views. And then that actually didn't really help that much just because like, I already had that 10,000 on my own. Cause I can reach that target of the explore page on my own. So it didn't really do anything for me the second time. Um, I, if I paid more money, then it probably would do way more, but I ain't trying to drop like 800 bucks just to, you know, boost the post or something like that. Yeah. Now I wonder like, um, like you did say like the shadow banning and stuff like that. Like how are they able just to suppress somebody's post off something that's not even trying to incite violence or like, that's what I wonder if the algorithm is they really need people looking obviously there's so many people on that platform. There's so many posts yeah. per time per per day, but it's just like, I saw Zuckerberg was on um, Joe Rogan's. I saw a clip of it yeah. and he's like, yeah, we have a, a board that looks at the post outside of us. So basically he was like, we don't want to take blame for, you know, yeah. flagging people's that posts. Board, that board that he mentions, I've appealed to that board 
and they do nothing exactly. <laughs> you know it does absolutely nothing like because i try to appeal like that post i'm like i appeal to say if you clearly look at my instagram and look at my the post in no way shape or form is it actually trying to harm anything or anyone and you can clearly tell it's a sarcastic comment purely for the art and they just said thank you we looked at it and uh we deemed it inappropriate <laughs> so even the board is just like you know like not even looking at the stuff they're not spending time i'm pretty sure because instagram's outsourcing their that to the board they get an influx of like you know thousands or hundreds of posts that they have to go through and then if it's like a board of like i don't know 30 people they're not going to spend time to says like mm, yeah this is good this is no good they just flag everything just keep like no this is bad this is bad this is bad keep keep it moving yeah keep the train moving so like ah, it's just yeah it's just it's just stupid because like i i've talked to a couple of people that worked um for instagram themselves and they said like yeah you just got to be careful it's just because i get it because if you um if you think about it like they're trying to like uh especially with all like like what's been happening in like america like with shootings and all that shit kind of on mm-hmm. uh, they're they're really careful of like trying to catch the next uh it sounds kind of fucked up next mass shooter or some shit like that yeah yeah um like so like any type of violence any type of like kind of might be deemed um dangerous they'll flag it right away yeah because i've had a couple things on my personal page get flagged for stuff they thought was suicidal Right, it's yeah. just like it's a cartoon that somebody else created. I didn't even create it. You know, I'm just sharing a meme that I saw that I thought was amusing, and they're like, "Oh, it's deemed suicidal." And then, like, they <laughs> even on my Facebook, they had uh, they had put me in timeout for live, and I never went live. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what are you afraid? I'm going to kill myself on live or something? So it's not even yeah. for my benefit. It's for protecting then themselves. They, yeah, because, yeah, no, because they don't want to get in trouble. Like you know, they have like. A- multi-billion dollar company that they have to protect which i get it but still it's like yo like so they put like they have really specific trigger words like if you have those words like kind of like together like for me burn down was the trigger words like you have the word burn and down together um and then it flagged it immediately i was like oh my god wow like sense of the word burn of all words you know and it's like i've seen people start getting slick with it now like they'll have something that says like maybe dick or ass or something yeah, and so, they'll put like a uh emoji over or something yeah yeah they'll do emojis or like numbers yeah so like that's it's like it's a it's that's how you know it's um it's a it's a algorithm or a machine like looking for these things it's not an actual human being mm-hmm. like they can't see like they can't understand like a number or emoji so it's like okay speaking of like that how do you feel when people think they're afraid that ai is going to take over us one day now, if it can't detect what between an eye and an emoji <laughs> right, dick know. is, like, I think we're safe. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, right now. And then it's <laughs> like, they're not going to be able to plug themselves in and like the power. What if we lose all power? What's going to yeah. happen with AI then or water? I think I think we're good. I think it's it's like all these people are like doom and gloom with shit, man. Like even yeah. uh, go back to Joe Rogan there. He's always like doom and gloom about a lot of shit. And then he had uh, Elon on there and Elon's like, uh, getting all serious about like dude your cars sometimes run into water yeah or hit walking people so like ai is not the best shit ever man i think i'll go ahead go ahead matt uh i mean like 
all jokes aside, like if the world comes to like a terminating thing, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, it's like fuck it, I'll, I don't want to <laughs> work <that> as well. <laughs> I did see the military is working on a new um, like soldier, and it's like um, it's like a looks like that was it Wally or what was that thing back in our day? Uh, the robot that was they used to clean all day. That was his job, like as a no, cartoon. Oh no, it was like a fuck. They had like the camera for eyes. I'm drawing a blank. There was like a couple of movies of it. 2001 Space Odyssey? Batteries <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unlimited or something like that? I don't remember what it's called. But yeah, it, it kind of looks like that thing. But it's got like uh, those, it looks like tank wheels. And it's like, kind of looks like a short circuit. ET. Yeah, short circuit. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's what it fucking looks like. Johnny Five is alive. Uh, yeah. God, that, <laughs> I just wonder if those movies would make it in today's day like that movie was so that the whole series was so terrible it just sucks so bad but they we just loved that it movie with fucking tom hanks where he has a robot <laughs> what movie uh, is that oh fuck i just watched it the other like last year um but yeah there's a because it's like um there's so much radiation in the world and he has a dog so he creates this he creates this robot to take care of his dog once he dies <laughs> and then the dog ends up dying. I mean, the dog's not going to live forever. But, uh, what was that movie called? A robot movie, Tom Hanks. Finch. <laughs> Finch, that's what it was called, yeah. So, have you worked on a lot of big projects? Uh, slowly and surely, I'm getting bigger and bigger projects. Uh, I've worked on a lot of big projects when I was employed by an employer. Uh, yeah, but as a personal, like, freelance illustrator um they're slowly coming they're slowly coming because uh, actually i just started freelancing not too long ago about like seven eight months ago was that scary oh yeah absolutely i'm still scared <laughs> i don't know when the next paycheck comes in you know um what made was, you decide to go on your own uh i was kind of like my hand was kind of forced in this situation where um i had to freelance on myself on my own so i worked for uh an NFT project called V friends. That was my last, uh, employing company. Um, you know, it was started by Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I worked on his NFT projects, uh, for about, about half a year. And then, uh, we parted ways, uh, just cause like they didn't need me anymore. Um, so, or like directions wasn't lining up anymore. So like I parted ways with them and then I, Honestly, I didn't like working for companies like all through my employment history. I never really enjoyed working for companies just because like they had um, we always had creative differences of what what we thought was um, good or what we thought was like would work. Um, so I was I was looking around on the job board. So I like, trying to find my next employment. And I was kind of just sitting there. I'm like, ah, every time like I get hired by the employer, I like it because a consistent pay. That's great. I do what I love, but also at the same time, I'm miserable just because like, uh, I hate, I'd hate have not having my own creative freedom mm-hmm. you know, to do what I want to do and to do exactly how I want to do it. So I just, and my Instagram page was dead, dead in the waters for, for a while. So I told myself like, I'll give myself about two months, you know, to kind of take a, take a break from actually working again. Um, so, you know, just, you know, decompress and reprocess what I want to do and maybe who I want to work for. 
Um, and then so, and that during that time, I was like, you know, what? I'll start posting um, my own stuff and see, see what this is all about. Maybe I can like, you know, get hired by a better company and um, working as a, making it my portfolio page basically. And in those two months I grew um, from 500 to almost, uh, I think like, I think a thousand in one month. So I gained like 500 followers in one month, starting basically from nothing again. And then I was like, okay, I hit a thousand. Let's see how far I can go. And I'm right about the thousand mark. I get more, I'm getting more clients coming in like, Hey, can you do a project for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, you know, I don't really have money coming in. So yeah, fuck it. I, I could use the cash. And then at the end of that month, I made about the same amount of money as I did uh, being worked or being employed by uh, V friends. So I'm like, Oh shit, this, this actually like I can survive off this about like 4,000 a month, like, you know, 4,000, three to three to 4,000 a month. Like, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. Um, so I just kept, you know, rolling the dice with it. Like, all right, let's try to push it this month. Let's see. So basically, like, you know, like I just kept doing that until where I'm at the point where like, yeah, I can kind of sustain myself. Like, you know, this is fine. Like I can average in about three, 3,000 a month, um, easily, like, I wouldn't say easily, but like, um, you know, just purely like doing what I want to do. So I haven't really looked back at trying to find another employer yet. <laughs> was it a lot of stress working for that project? Uh, sort of. It was more like, um, yeah, actually, it was a little bit of stress in terms of like, um, there because we were never on the same page or it was difficult to kind of convince them of, um, what I, what vision I saw. And like, cause they're not, when you work for, when you're a creative and you work for other people, typically you're not working for creatives as well. They're, they're corporate people. You're mm-hmm. working for uh, suit and ties. They don't have visual brains at all. They just see, they just see numbers and they say, we want it done. Do this. So it's your job to relay that information um, to them or kind of convince them, Hey, let's do this. Uh, like this will work. And they had a tough time of kind of visually understanding what they wanted too. So I would do what they wanted. Say they said, um, I want a t-shirt design. I'm like, okay, if you want a t-shirt design, let's talk about like kind of look, what kind of style do you want? It's like, ah, I don't know. Like I kind of want this like grungy look to it. I'm like, all right. But for me, that's a red flag of like, if you don't know what you want, like you're, we're going to get strung along this, like um, for months on end, trying to figure out the exact thing that you're, that you try to look at, uh, try to like, and and that exact that ended up what's happening here. Um, so I do what they walked and wanted, and they're like, ah, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like um, it can do well. I'm like, okay, well, like you know, what exactly um, are you looking for? I'm trying to get like you know specific details out of them. Like I can't work from nothing, so I need details. So I'm trying to tra- draw that information out. And they're like, ah, I don't know, like. Uh, Let's go with the vibe, man. Let's let's see how it goes. Like, let's feel it out. <laughs> the vibe. The vibe. What does that even mean? You know, like oh, I'm like, God. first of all, like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? What vibe are you going for? Like uh, something, something chill. I'm like, you're literally walking in a circle describing the same damn thing, you know? So were you a, a fan of his before you started working for him? <laughs> if I'm being all honest, uh, I liked what he was saying. Um, like, you know, his messages, like, yeah his his work ethic and all that is dope i i like um i like that but when it came to the artwork side i'm like ah, 
it's a little lacking, you know, it's lacking in that department. And I think I can like fill that role, like, you know, like bump up the quality of your artwork. Because like the series ones were just doodles, right? Oh, yeah. I would you even call them doodles? <laughs> what do you have, Tony? I got series two. Did you draw the series two? I, I did not. So they hired a, a different studio um, for series two. So I, I, I was, um, I parted ways bef- in between that merge or not merger that uh, series one to series two. So like there's that like kind of void. So they, they tried very hard when I was on board, they tried very hard to keep that series one feel look to it alive. But as an artist, Dude, that shit is horrible. <laughs> well, from especially from what he says he's claiming to do, he wants to be Disney. And you can't have yeah. like some chicken scratch for some kid to like. You know, yeah, a kid's so, like, not gonna yeah. want a plush toy that looks like uh something that they scribbled. Yeah, it's like That's Matt, this is awesome, man. But this is not what we want. Start over, you know, like he's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, exactly. man? Uh, so that I would I would exactly so I would put uh would do like my style, like you know, kind of like fully flush polished out. They're like, oh yeah, no, this is kind of like the different vibe. Let's bring it back more to like Gary stuff. I'm like, this look like, like, so you want me to tie my hand behind my back and like fly <laughs> myself and no, draw it basically. It's yeah. a replicate. They're like, uh, essentially. Oh so, man, uh, did you yeah, ever deal it, with him face to face, or was it the uh, team? Uh, it was mainly the team. It was mainly the team. Like he himself. Um, like I was on a couple of calls with him, but he was never like directly talking to me. Yeah. Uh, uh so. Which I kind of wish um, I had the chance to, because I, I feel like I could have con- tried to at least convince him to like, hey, we need to like expand this, like we need to grow this. This is not going to survive. At least with, with the chicken scratch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you think uh, somebody finally got in his ear? Obviously, with the series two. Well, here's the thing: he he understood that like um, series one wouldn't survive for too long on his own. Yeah. Um, but I think like what 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 he did, it was, he created a double-edged sword um, where he basically like said, like the whole message with starting that was anyone can do it or like you can start it. Like you don't need to be a fucking talented artist to start it. So he did this himself. Like, you know, he hand drew it himself. That's what garnered him the most attention. Like, Oh, it's done by himself, mm-hmm. but he's not an artist. <laughs> but <laughs> no, that's where the problem came. Like, you know, yeah. like, Oh yeah, he's right. That's dope. But also, so the hype was generated like, oh, this is drawn by Gary. And then once the hype died down, they're like, this is drawn by Gary. It's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I but bought, I bought the, um, what are those shoes called? Fly Fish Club. Yeah. I bought the tennis shoes when they were released. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to become a million dollar pair of tennis shoes. You're yeah. waiting forever. <laughs> like, that man can sell. Like I, hands that, that man can sell, um, and like promote it. But yeah, like, trying to work artistically with his his drawings oh that was a challenge and a half like so i i try to i try to like you know uh if we're gonna do this kind of messy doodle let's steer into it like, like you know like let's go whole a whole hog into it um let's stick with the really grungy look i think that would uh, make it look perfect you know um play into that joke of like it's shit and we acknowledge it's shit um but even then, they're like, "Nah, we want it to be like luxury." I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> like, what, what, what? like the examples they gave me was like, "We want take take the series one doodles, but turn it into like Celine, like Louis Vuitton." I'm like, "What the hell? How? Like with what?" So like, uh, I I give them a perfect example. I set them up for like, I personally think I set them up for like 
you run with this idea, you're golden. Um, so, you know, Travis Scott, yeah. um, mm-hmm. how he has his cactus jack line. Uh, let me look that up. So yeah, look it up. Uh, it looks same exact thing. You'll, you kind of understand where I'm going with this. Once you see it, like the cactus jack line. It's like kind of like grungy, uh, hand drawn, like looks like a skater. Look, basically it looks like a skater punk kid, you know, like doodling graffiti on the, like the bathroom walls. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. This is cool. What is it called? Cactus Cactus Jack. So it's very like very hand done. Very looks like someone did it with their left hand. Doesn't know like anything about art, but it works. Mm -hmm. And I told him, steer into this direction like if we go full force into this direction you're you're good you're golden like you know you're you're set up for like exactly what you want to be you want to be like that high-end fashion but still has that street urban look to it they're like no trust us we want to go celine i'm like all right well what is this you keep saying best. um celine he wants like, like celine like the the designer brand like celine um Michael Kors, uh, Louis Vuitton. Oh, like high-end stuff? Yeah, like Like luxury. Luxury, yeah. Dior, like, you know how it's, like, very polished? Um, Like, they look down on, like, the 99% of that 1%. They're like, ugh, you can't afford our stuff. Like, that kind of, like, feel to it. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do. I'm like, "Ah, you you can't just jump from, like, chicken scratch noodles all the way up there. You got to, like, you know, (laughs) find somewhere to land on, you know? And I thought this, this Cactus Jack idea would have been perfect. Well, yeah, these Nikes he has, you know, through the Cactus Jack brand, they're freaking dope. Like, this is yeah. something I would wear. Like, you know, I'm not going to buy a pair of Gary V. Louis Vuitton tennis shoes, you know? Yeah. Like, he kind of, like, you know, he has a lot of, he has a lot of influence. He could have, like, you know, if you do a collaboration with Travis Scott, dude, you're, that's the perfect collaboration right there. <laughs> nope. Did not, did not, did not give me the opportunity to, which sucks is like, um, I, I requested to be in the meeting with Gary himself to to discuss the designs, but uh, my my boss is my higher up said no. We don't want the artist there because we want Gary to speak freely. And then I had to bite my tongue because I was an employee. But I was like, oh, bro, like if you want, like Gary, first and foremost, Gary's not the artist, so there's going to be miscommunication from Gary to me because you're the middleman. Yeah. So that's what happened. Like a lot of miscommunication happened in the middleman phase where I'm just like, bro, like this is shit. I hated what I designed. I'm like, honestly, I don't even put it on my portfolio because I'm just like, (laughs) what is this? It looks like you hired some guy off the street, taught him what Photoshop is in an hour and let him go to work. So are they in an echo chamber? Um, sort of. Yeah, because yeah, I think I, like sometimes you have to have outside influences to tell you sometimes that maybe your idea is not that great. Yeah. Like, you know, that yeah. game's new song where he's dissing Eminem for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like there's somebody that had to been around him that was like, this is not good, man. But like, yeah. it, you know, <laughs> but they still released it because they want to be Klingons around him or, you know, they want to get the like clout with it. Of, yeah, I feel like that's what kind of happened. It's like, you know. Um, because I feel I feel like they got the sense of like I would have like you know kind of fought for my designs and be like no this is like kind of like push for my designs 
And they didn't really want that. They wanted like, you know, Gary's the brain, Gary's a genius, you know, like look at him. He's garnered all this attention from like, look at what he's done. He has a reputation to back him up, but I'm just like, ah, but Gary's not a designer first and foremost. And this is what I specialize in. Like, you know, you would want the expert on this, not some guy who like made it in marketing. Yeah. So it's like, why even hire you on if they're going to just do what they want to do anyways, like with the chicken scratch drawing. Yeah. So like, that's kind of how I personally felt, um, like going into the project. So it was never just, um, yeah, it was just never fully on, on board. Uh, and like some of them, sometimes they were just never, they didn't really understand what they wanted to, uh, to put out as well. Cause they're kind of just paving the road out. They're kind of making up as they go, so to speak. Um, so like a problem with that is like, you know, they had no real kind of identity yet. They're still kind of figuring that out. And that's what phase one was about like, yeah. figuring out that identity. Do you think he was more like he saw how, um, crypto punks was and kind of pixelated and it wasn't really anything that flashy. And so maybe that's what the first series was. And then you have like bored apes, which is completely on the different spectrum than a crypto punk. Where uh, it's like more detailed and you know, it's really like, it's good artwork. At least to me, I think it's good artwork. Yeah. I can't speak on his behalf of like, you know, what he thought was, was going to happen with it or like because he has a plan so he i he always had envisioned uh, a series two mm-hmm. from the get-go he understood that his oh, which i'll give him props for like he understood that his chicken scratch would not you know hold up so he needed to have a series two it was kind of just like the starting phase you know like going back to that fiverr reference he just needed some type of thing to put it out there yeah he needed some type of visual to uh to to help with what he was trying to do. So I think he was more focused on the utility side and figuring out what exactly the project was going to do and try to do rather than the artwork itself. Mm. And then once he, once he started the project, he's like, okay, now that it's kind of up and running, let's go back and polish up the artwork because this is not going to cut it type of deal. And even in, in my opinion, series two is they could have, cooler <laughs> you know yeah i've heard i'm in the one of their discord or their discord i don't really get on that much anymore but um some of the people are like yeah we thought the artwork would have been more you know not as cartoonish i guess yeah. but yeah. from my understanding i think that's what he's trying to do like he always references he wants to be disney yes like so a company a yeah so he's yeah. like catering towards kids more than adults now yeah. the adults are the ones that are going to buy it for their kids, but the kids are one of the ones that are going to see it and want their parents to buy it. Yeah. So like all my like I I have two of the series two. Oh, which ones you have? I have the um, the gnome and okay. the slug. Okay, those are some of the, honestly those are some of the better artworks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to do what now? I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah, no, those ones are like a little, they're simpler. So I'm like, okay, those, those were hard to butcher. <laughs> yeah. And then I got two of the collectible boxes, but I never opened the card. So I don't know what the card, what's in the cards, but. Um, How much are they going for now? I don't know. I saw one time on, on eBay, it was like 300, 400 bucks maybe for the thing. And then I think the actual 
I think the floor price for the NFT is maybe six, seven hundred bucks, I think, which is a big drop from what it yeah. originally was. But uh, I mean, I think that everything in that space is kind of dropping. Yeah, that was to be expected. Uh, I mean, he understood that as well. Gary understood that, like, you know, the crash was going to happen inevitably. Everything would take a dive. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, like the cards, they were, they were cool ish. They were cool. I think it's just the artwork. For me, it's just the biggest grip of the artwork side. I was like, oh, it had so much potential. Yeah. I think he hit the wrong uh, uh, target audience age. You think he like, should have done more like young adult? Maybe uh, young adult, but like he, like his, the, the artwork is, it sits for like two to four year olds. Yeah. Like, what two to four year olds is going to be like, hey, mom, let's buy this. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know? It, it seems more for the two to four year olds. It should have targeted like, you know, like uh, eight to 13 year olds. That mm. would have been like, the money right there do you, or you could be more because i he uh yeah it could have been because the message because it ties heavily with the message you're saying and it has some vulgarity to it um and that's where the artwork could have helped uh, dilute the vulgarity he but really like needs that. to hire you like maybe somebody <laughs> somebody will listen hear this episode when it's released one day and they'll oh you know what this guy knows what he's talking about and boom, fucking V Friends is the next big, 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 big thing. It, I mean, is it is it big now? I'm pretty sure it is, right? Because it's still, it's, I think it's, it's a Gary V thing. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the bigger projects out there. I mean, just because of who he is, you know, like Matt yeah. said, he, I mean, yeah. he has a a pretty big, uh, good track record. He's so. a he's a great track record, and he's like, but he has also like a diehard fan base that like will buy, will go to the ends of the earth for him. Um, so that's, I think that's like one of the things that's keeping him afloat. Um, cause he wants to get branched out to like, you know, like he said, like, you know, he wants to be the next Disney and like, in order to be the next Disney, you have to like, you know, convince someone like someone who's never heard of his name to buy his stuff. And what's happened with his work right now, I don't think it can just visually on a standpoint. I don't think it can. Cause they'll, first thing they'll say is like, this is chicken shit. And then they'll see serious students like, this is for a two-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's definitely um I'm biased. Very, you know, child. It looks like it's catered to kids. Right. Um Yeah, like so they should have def- like cuz like um like realistically, who are the people going to be spending the money? People, yeah, people are like like yeah, because it's kind of like, you know, um a comic book reader like if you buy a comic book right. when you were a kid, you're pretty much going to buy that if you're still doing it. You're, you know, you've been spending that money since you were a kid till whatever age you are now at the comic book shop or baseball right. collect, baseball card collector and stuff like that. Like, I will say this though, like, I watched the Gary V video that he did for the garage sale. They were selling cards, like bins of cards, and he bought all the bins for like 200 bucks or something, whatever it was. And within like the first bin, he already found like 50 bucks. So every time I see a garage sale when I'm driving through um, Countrywood where my parents live, um, I always like pull over and like, Hey, do you guys have any, any cards for sale? I'm just, just not, not knowing how much they're going to sell it for or whatever. Just asking, you know, like if they do, I'm going to buy the bin. I might make some money out of it. Yeah. So I mean, with, I think with everything like that, like he does, like he does it to the extent of like, he does a lot of research, um, with it. Like, I think he just missed the mark slightly on this one. 
So how did you say how they found you or you found started working for them? So, uh, yeah. So how I started working for them was um, actually my friend uh, is a diehard Gary. Well, I won't say diehard, but he's a Gary V fan. Um, and then he follows them and they like, they did a post saying like, Hey, we're hiring. And then I was like, well, shit. Uh, at the time I was um, working as a uh, real estate, commercial real estate property manager. Uh, sounds fancy, but really I was just like a front desk kiosk person. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It was just the title made it sound fancy. Um, but yeah, so I, I did, I was doing that and then I was like, ah, better than what I'm doing now. I'd like to get back into the design design world. Like let's do it. So I applied, um, they reached back out to me and like, Hey, we love your artwork. Like you're one of like the couple finalists who, who we would like to, uh, continue the interview with. So I, I went ahead and did the interview. I got the job and I'm like, Oh, sweet. Cool. So that's how I kind of like stumbled upon it. But yeah, one of the first questions they asked me was like, "Are you a Gary V fan?" I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> do I bullshit this?" And be like, "Yeah, man, I love Gary V." And then, um, or do I tell him the truth? I went with the truth. I'm like, you know, like, um, like I know of him, but like I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, my friend is the big fan. Thank God I told the truth because they're like, "Oh, perfect," because we would have asked you like. You know what's your favorite content or like what's Gary? <laughs> you know number one cardinal rule. I'm like fuck. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. one of those. What do you do situations? Like you did the man. You got lucky. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do I bullshit this? <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, you know, honestly, it's the best policy. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Tell the truth. Take the hit. Thank God I told the truth because I would have been like, shit, I don't know. I, there's so much content in Gary that like, I can't pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to say anything. Uh, Crush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, damn. Me too. I love that one. Just fucking do it. Oh, Start yeah. now. There you go. Yeah. Like Nike's. Like, you know, just do it. Yeah. He, he, he coined that, right? Oh, God. Tell us about um Secret Walls. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, that was a pretty big one that, um, that I recently... I'm, like, forgetting what I'm doing now. Um, yeah, Secret Walls actually... Um, so yeah, I've been, you know, just posting on my stuff uh on Instagram daily and then so you know just doing my grind. And then Secret Walls reached out to me. Uh well they followed me. The I think the owner of Secret Walls reached out. He's like, hey, I love your artwork, I love your style. Um like would you be interested in being part part of this event that we do called Secret Walls? Um and I've been following them for a long time, uh since I was in college actually. Um just because I, I, I used to be a professional muralist as well. So that's how I like found them and um, kind of knew of them. And then I was like, oh shit, like something like that I've been following for years um, reached out to me and was like, yo, like, yeah, like let's, let's work type of deal. So I said, so I said, yeah, I, I'd totally be down. They asked what, you know, what city I was living in. And I told them I was living in uh, San Bruno, which is like 20 minutes south of, san francisco outside of san francisco and they're like oh our oakland show just filled up like but we have an la show that hasn't filled up yet like we'll keep you posted um but totally check out the oakland show come out and like you know meet the team like you know that'd be cool like yeah that'll be definitely uh that'll definitely be interesting um so flash forward to like you know um about a month or three weeks before the oakland show was set to start which was I don't even remember August 20 something um, sometime in August. Uh, and they, I messaged 
uh, secret walls again. Be like, hey, like, uh, I never really understood, like, do I buy a ticket or do I, like, you know, is a free ticket provided for me since you invited me out personally? Uh, they're like, oh, actually, um, one of our artists for the Oakland show backed out last minute. Would you be willing to fill in? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, absolutely. So I secured my spot for the Oakland show, did all the promotion for that. And then, yeah, went up, went into Oakland, performed, did the, did the live painting, lost, which sucked. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I met a lot of dope artists, met a lot of like great connections. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the, one of the more fun events that I've done uh, this year. What exactly is Secret Walls? So Secret Walls is like a, it's a secret. Actually, you have to be in the know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, it basically like, it's a art paint battle between uh, four artists. So you're paired up in a team of two mm-hmm. and you're given 90 minutes to paint a live mural, um, which is, I think the canvas size was about like six foot by 10 foot, something about that size. Um, so it's not that large, but large enough where it's like, it's gives you enough pressure to finish it. Um, so you do a live paint battle between like, uh, two other opponent artists and, um, and you're partnered up with a random, well, I wouldn't say random, but you don't know the other artists until like a couple days before. So you really have to like figure out how to mesh you guys' style together on the fly. Um, and like you do, you're not allowed to bring any sketches or anything like pre-planned. So it's just all like all on the spot, like live painting. Um, and like you have an audience uh, and then it goes to like judges voting and basically they vote which mural um, the crowd likes more. <laughs> and that's pretty much the event. Like it's a pretty cool event. Like they, they have some really, really talented artists, like really fucking talented artists. We have, really a, cool. we have a thing in Memphis called Paint Memphis and they uh, it's artists from all over the country that come in they you know they put them up and they 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 paint murals on buildings or you know walls or whatever and it's something you may want to look into because i just saw that they're they started doing it again and the next show is um the next thing they're doing is in october october 22nd or something like that i mean and you you would fit perfectly in that since that you since you do that anyways yeah I'm there. You'll see me guys there. We'll do a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the, I'll send you the Instagram page and stuff. If you want to reach out to them and stuff. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm always looking for opportunities, like do stuff like that. I never really thought like, um, I would actually get to the point where I would do, uh, stuff like that, but like it kind of is a natural next step to, to do. Um, and I feel like that's the best organic way to like, um, expose yourself as an artist, like is to do these events and all that. So like, Oh yeah, hell yeah! I'll, I'll be totally down and look into that. See if I can see if I can get out there and paint yeah. a mural. Yeah, because if, with the mural you paint is really it's going to be badass, right? And then people start taking pictures in front of it and stuff like that, and boom, you might be the next the thing, like the wings in Nashville. I don't know who did that, but yeah. that thing has a line around the building for like hours every single day in Nashville. Wow, that's in Nashville. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's just like they're not like super big, but they're like probably five feet tall and it just like wing i'll send you a picture of it and they're like wing this angel wings and P- you stand in, you stand in between them and you take your picture someone takes your picture and then uh, it's okay, the next yeah, person. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about and like yeah, that. so, yeah there's something that's simple like i know i could say simple but it's probably hard as shit when he was or he or she was doing it drawing it but like you know and that fucking blew up 
So do yeah. you document a lot of your stuff, like while you're drawing? Uh, I haven't. No, no. I should honestly start like screen recording my like my my process. But I keep all my um, the only documentation that I have is like my sketchbook. So I have the physical copies of them of the actual sketches and I save all obviously all the digital work too. Uh, so those are only like kind of documentations that I have of them. I haven't really like recorded any processes of like me working and stuff like that. Would you ever teach other people? Yeah, actually one day, like I'd love to like, you know, whether that be like a college professor or go back and you know teach, I'd love to teach. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's personally one of the, um, an artist's job to like kind of continue the, the, uh, the craft going is like, you know, to pass it down, pass down the knowledge you, that you have. Um, otherwise like what good is it? If, like you don't teach anybody and you die, <laughs> all that knowledge that you like built up just kind of dies with you. Yeah. You know, so I think like, you know, it's, I think it's one of like an artist's responsibility to like go back and like teach and like keep the craft alive. That's one form to like to keep the craft alive. It's like to pass down the information, like, it should be all free information. It's, um, it's what we do with that information that matters. Now, would you say if you were you now as a kid, would you have gone to school or would you try to pick everything up like on YouTube and online? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd personally, for me, this is how I learn and function. I'd say school. Um, now, does that mean like you have to go to school for art? Absolutely not. Uh, I know a shit ton of artists who are huge and dropped out of school and pursued it. And they're doing, they're making a killing. They they'll tell you, don't go to school. It's a waste of money and time, which I can see the uh, sides of both. But for me, it's like, if it was worth that money to pay, to learn the craft from, uh, from a, from an actual person. Um, because one, they can point out the errors that I've done and I would learn a lot faster. Um, try uh, fixing it. Um, with an actual professor, an actual like you know, teacher like saying no, this is wrong. Like let's this is how you can tweak it. This this pointing out my flaws essentially, like that critique is huge. A lot of artists don't. I won't say a lot of artists, but I feel like some people are, are afraid of critique because their feelings can get hurt. Mm-hmm. But it you kind of have to suck it up and like, dude, if you're trying to really become good at what you do, you gotta have to take the critique. Like if someone says you're shit well fuck them too but you know why do they think that you're shit like there's there's some type of reason why um and then ask like why why do you think of this uh well because it's your perspectives i was like oh shit i didn't notice that so you can work on that um that error of like fixing your perspective or something like that along those lines um so like yeah being having access to like professors um and stuff like that and critique is key is really really important is it worth that money and eh, debatable, uh, but also like, you know, meeting my classmates and my peers. Um, that's a, a network, a social, like uh, expanding your network. Um, and I think that's also really important. A lot of people think like college is just like, you know, get in, get the information and leave. But they also forget to like build your, your, your network. It starts with your classmates. Cause you know, you don't know where you'll be, get your next job from. I have, I've had clients come to me because of my old classmates that refer them to me um and that's because like they've seen my work they know what i can do um and then they're like oh i have a really dope friend that can like do this exactly and they'll come over to me um so like that's just some networking that you 
that I think you start off like with a larger network than say just going on YouTube and really trying to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of people like um, miss that opportunity to make a network. So it, would I say go back to college? For me personally, yeah, I would go back to college to to learn to learn the crafts just because how I would want to learn. Um, but shit, uh, still a lot of it I learned on my own too. Um, so it's a kind of like, yeah, it's, it's however you want to take it. If you, if you're doing it on your own and learning purely on your own, you have to be really, um, careful or really deliberate with what you're doing. You have to really be your own critique of like, how good is this? This is not exactly how, um, that person on YouTube did it. This is shit. Let me try to redo it again. So you have to be really self critical on yourself. And then you have to really push out your own network of like, you know, social media, like meet with other artists and like build your network through there. So it's a lot of uh, self-independence if you're learning it by yourself. Yeah, because I would imagine it's one of those things, too, where some people are just driven. So like if you're not if you're not that kind of person that has the inside, you know, fortitude to do something on your own, you're probably going to slack. But if you have to go somewhere, you're paying for something or somebody's paying for it for you, more than luck, you're probably going to stick with it. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I was like, I wasn't really like, you know, I didn't care too much. Just because like uh, I was was a pretty lazy kid. I'm still. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, I needed to kind of. I was never self-motivated to do it myself. I'm like, okay, after class, cool, I'm done. I'm chilling. Uh, It wasn't until like, you know, I really wanted to do it on my own and I lit the fire um, myself, but yeah, you have to be really self. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have to be self-motivated if you want to do it on your own. Um, but if not go to school, go to class, learn a skill. It'll help. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know there's a lot of people that are like saying you don't have to go to school, but you know, I never thought about it from the point of view where you're talking about, like it's also networking too. That's what they say yeah. a lot about uh, fraternities and sororities. It's not just a party and it's after school. Once you're done, you may have a brother or sister that can help you get a job because you're in the same fraternity. Yeah, like I that's one of the things that artists I feel like, you know, a lot of quote unquote starving artists struggle or why a lot of artists struggle is because their network isn't very good. Um, they never post their work, they never do anything. It's like how would anybody know you're a good artist if you never post, you never like, you know, you never socialize, you never go to these events. People don't know who you are. So you have to like put your name out there. You have to network. You have to do all these things. You can't just be like, I like drawing and I want people to pay me. It's like, well, how are they going to pay you if they don't know who you are? Yeah. So like you have to do it. So like if you're doing an artist, you is part partially, you have to have like a business mind too. On top of your artwork, you have to understand these things, these principles to kind of like, to kind of make it and succeed. It's kind of like you have to have an ego, but you also have to have your ego in check too. Yes, it's a it's a balancing act. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I think anybody that puts their shit out there has some type of ego that thinks people want to look at their stuff or listen to them or, you know. Yeah. And then when people critique it, you have to be able, like, able to take it without always being offended. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, um, that's not time- an easy line. Because then you're oh, like, no. oh, man, what the fuck do you know? I think I know what I'm doing. But then, like, they might be yeah. right. So that might be why you're getting upset. You're like, yeah. Fuck. True. And they're chinking in my my uh, insecurity, man. They're chinking in the armor. But, yeah, uh, I mean, no one wants to be wrong. No one wants to be like, 
damn, I suck at this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. Everybody wants to be like, yeah, I'm the best at this. But it's like, you know, you have to like have a grain of salt. Um, for me, like, you know, um, and a mindset that I, that kind of helps me is uh, go into it thinking you're the best, but humble enough to admit that you're, um, there's someone better than you. Mm. You might not be the best yet, but you'll, you will damn sure be the best uh, 10, 20 years down the line. That, that continually, uh, that continual, um, strive to be the best is what gonna, that's, what's going to make you the best. You might not be the best now, but you could be the best later on. Yeah. It's like the whole 10,000 hours thing. You know, you yes. have to be consistent, man. Like anything like a kid falls down when it first starts walking, but yeah. they keep getting up and getting up. And then they eventually start to walk on their own without, you know, falling down all the time. And yeah. I think a lot of people, they hit a roadblock and they're like, oh, I quit. It's too yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, it's just like you have to understand that not everything's going to be easy. Not everything's going to like, say you come from a place where you're the top shit and then you go to a place and some people are better than you. And then that may hit an insecurity in you. And you're like, oh, fuck. I yeah. You know, you, not the, you know, you're a small fish in a big pond. You're used to being the big fish in a small pond. Yeah, that was a uh, that was actually secret walls for me. You know, I was kind of content with like, oh, I'm kind of like popping off like shit. Like, you know. I was kind of feeling myself like, you know, 3K in like, you know, under uh, two months. That's that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And then I get to secret walls um, and like, you know, following is not everything. But like, you know, um, I look at the other artists, they're like 220,000 followers, 150,000 followers, 20,000 followers. And I'm like, I have five. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, like, am I really cut out for this? So it felt like, you know, I was that big fish in a little pond moving up to like, uh, a, a dam like an ocean it's like oh shit okay here we go but also like you know i could have like quit and be like no 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 i'm not cut out for this like they they scare me they've been doing this for years but no i'm like all right these are these are my next competition these are my next peers let's go let's get to work yeah that's a good outlook man because like i said it's it's easy to get intimidated by somebody that's doing it longer than you or like you said has a bigger following than you but they started at one two right exactly you know, and I think a lot of times with social media, we forget that you forget where people come. You don't know, like, also what struggles they had along the way or what oh, they're yeah. fucking dealing with right now. Yeah. You know, we see people's highlight reels online. And so we always yeah. think, you know, that person's got it together. I don't. Or yeah. it's like, I want it. I want it now. And it's like, ah, do you really want it yeah. now? Because like, say <laughs> if it comes yeah. now and then you can't handle it and then you lose everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they they want the reward without the struggle, but they don't understand like the struggle is what like prepares you for that, like reward and like can handle that with grace and humility, you know? Um, yeah. Like what you said, like the, the artists, like, you know, you don't know what they've gone through to get there, how long it took or the struggles. And they went through all that. And now they're like, their struggles of what it's what shaped them. And so it made them like pop off, I would say. Um, but yeah. And then, People are like, no, I just want to pop off. I'm like, but what? You have no struggles. It's it's not gonna like, it's not gonna like that's not gonna shake you into anything. Like you have no, yeah, you, you had no like uh, kinks to work out. Like what's what's the point? Like you're still shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about how like art has changed from? Because I went to that Van Gogh um, exhibit they had here. Yeah, like the digital one. Yeah, and yeah. like um, 
like you know like they usually say like artists don't really pop off until they die unfortunately yeah. but it seems yeah. like now like people they're like with nfts and you know with the internet people are getting more exposure while they're alive you know like yeah so what do you think about that transition how that's been going on it's been it's been great like um like it's been great um with with the digital side of it like you know it uh, opens up a new uh exposure unit to artists and i think that's what like nfts um in my opinion uh, have the intention of like you know give more power to the artists and then you know like money hungry people came in and like oh we can like you know do a smiley face or a stick figure and people will buy this for like three grand hell yeah um so it just got oversaturated with like people trying to make a quick buck um but the tools there are really like kind of key for for artists to to really make it to make a name for themselves to really like push push their workout another form of yeah another form that they can push their artwork out um and and really like make make a name for themselves but you know with that uh it got oversaturated which sucks you know you see a lot of copy paste thing it's funny because i see on instagram a lot of they're like oh yeah I'm a, I'm a big nft artist i'm like i look at their their artwork or like i'm a digital illustrator I see their artwork and like bro, you don't even know how to draw. Like, straight up, <laughs> what is this? Like, I'll have people ask me, like, uh, in my DMs, like, hey, I'm an aspiring, uh, uh, I'll say NFT artist instead of artist now. They're like, I'm an aspiring NFT artist. Like, how do you start? Can I do it on my phone? I'm like, bro, oh, come man. on. So it's kind of like, um, it, they're just trying to make a quick buck. And I understand, like, uh, it's giving a lot of exposure to, like, the art world, but also, like, it's, exposing like kind of a a quick cash grab uh, in a negative light where i'm like ah, you guys are kind of ruining in a sense it's i i kind of made a comparison of saying like um nfts and like um all this stuff is like modern art of the digital world like oh it's wow, so, yeah it's like so shitty and like what the fuck is this why would you pay so much money for this anyone can do this literally anyone can do it um and it's working <laughs> what the hell is going on so it's kind of diluting. I think it's diluting like the actual pure art craft of it a little bit. But you know, at the same time, it it gives an opportunity for um, the artist to actually make it. Yeah, because I know they have like the kickbacks they get once you sell the art. Yeah, or the royalties or whatever, which is nice for yeah. the artist. Yeah. What do you think about like Banksy? Banksy. It was dope. I, I actually liked his work in like. Um, uh, I like how he keeps his identity secret. That's cool. I, I think that's like, you know, um, appeal of his work. It's like, oh, who is Banksy? Um, in recent years, I feel like um, maybe he himself or he or she himself, her, him or herself, um, might not be in total uh, in charge of like, you know, selling their stuff. Like, I feel like people are are taking that his name or her name their name <laughs> um and using it for their own gains like you know they'll say like oh here's a banksy museum it's just literal literal like pictures or uh, some artworks of his that that they might not have gotten approval for or something mm. like that um i could be wrong could be totally wrong but like you know it's it's interesting it's definitely interesting like how much uh, intrigue there is on banksy like definitely really cool the history of banksy is really really cool Cause like, like, what about the one that got shredded? How do you think that went down? 
Like, do you think they were in cahoots? What was it Sotheby's? I think was it was like fifty million. I think yeah, it's worth so more now since it got shredded. Yeah, like so it's it in was, pieces of paper. Like yeah, like yeah, a shredder. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So it was literally the frame itself was a was a hidden shredder. Um, so when it it was set off a timer, and then when the when the bidding started or was sold for, the shredder went off and it shredded the the work live, and people like were they saw it live like being shredded. <laughs> Um, and subsequently, like, you know, it made it worth more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, it's funny. Cause like, you know, uh, his whole message of, of that was like, you know, he didn't want his artwork to be, um, privatized for like, you know, the multimillionaires only they can afford it and stuff like that. His was kind of like a, um, that piece was supposed to be like a, a, a comment on that. And then it turned out to be the opposite. It did the opposite effect of it made it worth more. <laughs> well, I saw your picture you made of banana. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. It's funny because, like, you know, the, um, my banana one, um, that's one of my most popular, like, uh, works. Uh, the banana guy. And uh, I, I made that, like, you know, as a comment on, on the, you know, modern art itself. Like, like, have you guys seen like the actual like uh, artwork where that was referenced from? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like a banana was literally taped to a wall. <laughs> I think it was sold for fifty thousand at one point, and then now it's sold for like or something like that. And the guy who bought it ate the banana. Oh, like, yeah, it's like who's putting the value on this stuff? Like, right. I mean, is it yeah. the auction house? Or is it the artist? Or like. I, no idea. Yeah, it's just like, man, like, you know, I, I remember seeing that banana thing for like 50 grand, like you just said, and I was like, $50,000. What are they expressing you? Like, what is the message? Like, what? Like, part of me was angry and part of me was like jealous at the same time. Angry, I was like, dude, like, this is so dumb. It's like putting a bad name to art. Like, you know, um, anything can be fucking art, which is true to some degree, but there has to be some, um, some basis for what is good art and what is bad art not everything can fall in that category of art and i think that a lot of people don't understand that anymore and they think everything is art and it's like yeah but do you know what art is to begin with um or like what good art is to begin with um and then so and then a part of me is like damn the balls on that artist to like it's 50k for that and be like yep let's do this is like kind of impressive too do you sell this stuff I, I do. I'm starting to sell my like my digital art prints and as like actual poster framework. Yeah, this one is pretty cool, man. I think. Shoot, I might have to sell my banana one for 50k. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to make a name for itself. Oh, and I like uh, it was kind of a commentary on that. Just like you know, um, like modern art is stupid. Like it's 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 so dumb. Like, and I try to make my art like you know like. A lot of my pieces are pretty sarcastic um, in some shape or form. Uh, I like that sarcasm to it uh, or that duality, like kind of a lighthearted manner, uh, but have a dark message or vice versa. Yeah. So I kind of, I really like that like duality behind it. So that's why I love my art style. That's why I chose 1930s rubber hose. Cause I feel like um, cartoons have a really good, are in a really strong position to like tell really strong or, deeper topics but keeping them lighthearted which is like i think it's pretty powerful like you know to have like you know a pretty deep message can um can be more palatable with like um some simple artwork yeah so some 
simple cartoon work, you know, which I like a lot, which is pretty fun. That's why I do like what I do. How'd so, you come up with your name? Okay. So, um, for, for those, so my name is 7am creations. It's a pretty interesting story. Um, in college we were, we were tasked with, uh, to come up with our design names and, or design signatures, specific signatures. And my name is Matt or Matthew. My last name is Tam. I hate it. You can see on the, like, you know, the zoom thing. I hated my name for signatures because if you look at it, look how many vertical lines there are. There's like, it's all up and down. Like, I fucking hate that. So it just goes up and down and up and down and up. So it literally looks like zigzags across if I, I do a signature. I absolutely hated that. I thought it looked super ugly. Um, so I didn't want to have um, my name as a signature just because of how ugly it looked. So I was trying to think of a way like, you know, um, maybe there's like, uh, my favorite animal or something that can represent me or something like that. Um, and then it brought me back to a memory in high school in physics class where, where we're turning in our like homework assignments. And then I had to write my name on like you know, the top of the thing where you normally do. And my best friend looked up over at my, uh, my homework sheet and he just kind of chuckled like, huh, your name is Matt Lou 7 a.m. Uh, Cause how I wrote my H's and T's, it looked like a seven and my H, the little hump thing looked, looked like an L cause it was really low to the ground. And then that kind of clicks. I was like, Oh, 7 a.m. Like that's, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, that's my last name too. Um, so, uh, I, I kind of ran with it like 7 a.m. Creations. Uh, so for people who find me, it's like, Oh, cool. Like 7 a.m. Creations. Like, you know, you work really early in the morning. It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm more likely to stay awake till 7 a.m. than to wake up at 7 a.m. But for those who like actually know me, it's my last name. It's my signature. That's Tam. That's so right. it has like, ah, that's well, cool, man. That's a great story. Yeah, so for all, yeah. So on paper, it looks like 7am creation. I can be uh, separated from the artwork itself. So people can just look at the artwork, but for those who personally know me, it's my signature on it. It's 7am or Tam. <clears throat> that's really legit. <clears throat> yeah. It's a pretty cool story. I have to like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you i don't want to keep you tied up too much longer but like how do you uh like get your inspiration for your work uh i get asked this a lot too um rap honestly um i was actually so funny story is like uh, three days ago i was i was hanging out with a friend a close friend of mine gabe in his backyard and we were just talking about like you know uh, creativity and like how how people come with creative ideas um including myself. And I was telling him, I was like, well, like everyone has a different look outlook on life. Um, it's how you view, um, uh, it's how you view life. Um, that's one way. Like, it's also like a muscle too. Like you have to practice like making connections where connections might not be made. Cause he's like, how the hell do you make connections? Do like your, your brain like thinks of weird ass things and it works like, and I get it. Like once I see it, I'm like, I don't know. Like I just make connections where, you know, it might not be. And it stems from rap music. Like I love listening to rap. Um, not, not like, not like the newer stuff. Uh, those are bad. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> J. Cole, like J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, old Kanye, little Wayne, um, Tupac, Nas, um, logic, like, like actual lyricist. Mm, like if you yeah. go and listen to this stuff. Their wordplay is phenomenal. Like, I love their wordplay. They connect similar sounding words and it has a totally different picture to it. I'm like, what the fuck? That's so amazing. That's so cool. 
so that's how I, I try to like, you know, um, connect uh, ideas to visuals. Like uh, here's a phrase, like um, let's take one of my, my examples. Um, let's go with like, I got friends in high places, you know, and then I did drugs with that one. Um, that saying, like, I got friends in high places, like, yeah, it's a, play, a place of power, you know, like they're like high up in the world. Uh, but I, I took that word high and like literally took it literally. I'm like, oh, they're, they're literally high. Um, um, so I kind of switched that, like uh, that phrase on its head of putting it instead of like they're high up in power. I, they're just high, high on their heads, you know? Um, and then, um, with that, like I trying to kind of find out, um, uh, what do they do or something like, like, like drugs, like, you know, distort reality. And then I put like here to fuck up reality and like they're brandishing weapons. Like they're about to like beat up reality or something like that. So I, I kind of like playing along those things of like making it playful and like kind of turning, um, maybe words or like ideas into, into like a little twist to make them like, Oh, that's clever. Like, how do you think of that? <clears throat> But yeah, like inspiration comes from like rap, a lot of rap music, um, listening to, to rappers, like make those word plays and make those connections. Um, movies, quotes, stuff like, you know, that just hits the ear like in the right way. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, I just try to like, I have a very visual brain. So like I try to put visual words to or visuals to words like directly or indirectly. Um, so like that helps a lot too. Have you heard that song by Hopspin? Hops, yeah, Hobson. Hobson, uh, which one? It's called No Words, and it's talking about how like rap is just garbage today. I don't think I've heard that specific song, but I'll probably have to check it out. But like, yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> is that the one you play sometimes on the podcast? Yeah, only? like we oh. we had a guy on there. He's like a pretty big here. Um, at one time, his name is Little White, and he played oh. it for us. I'll give it to you. Let me just play it real quick. But it's just like it's true, man. What you're saying, like today, like they have catchy beats, but like as far as what we grew up on, yeah, there's um, no, there's it's no nothing like, like it used to be. And that's like because rap. Uh, do you guys know the acronym for rap? I feel like a lot of people don't actually know what their acronym. No, for I don't. What is it? It stands for rap and po- or sorry, no, rap stands for like rhyme and poetry. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's storytelling. Um, so it's like rhyme and poetry um that's why i love kendrick lamar like new school rappers like i love kendrick lamar and J. cole because they tell stories they tell relevant stories of like you know um jid is also a really good rapper too who is this jid uh, or jid i don't think i've heard of them before he, if you like j cole and kendrick you'll like jid really really I'll good that really talented rapper uh, does that wordplay phenomenally um but yeah like a lot of people like um they're like oh kendrick like talks about drugs and like he doesn't talk about glorifying them he talks about them like in a negative manner it's like it says like they're bad i heard that he has a song on his newest album that's like a, about his relationship with his father father time Oof, such a good one yeah somebody was saying that was like one of the first like rap songs that really put like a male relationship with their father out father out there and it was like powerful i need to go back and listen to it that whole <laughs> album is, is really really good i think this this album um the one that kendrick put out um from what i heard or from what i understand it was him real uh, coming to um to the realization or the conclusion that like he is the, the like basically saying like he's not um 
he he's not the the savior that they're looking for type of deal. Mm. Um, like his whole story, like his whole story, like he popped off and like he embraced the culture. Like he was he was the culture. He was like uh, the representative of that, and it took its toll on him. And he's like, you know, like I'm not that anymore. I could be getting it wrong, but something along those lines. <laughs> Well, I think that goes with anything like when you're before you pop off, I would imagine you want the glitz and glamour and everything that comes with it. And then you get it and it's just like, is this really what I wanted? Because I even see like Eminem talks about that a lot. He like he wanted the money. But he didn't want yeah. the fame and all the other bullshit that comes with celebrity being famous. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Like you're sitting at a restaurant or something and, you know, people will come up to you, try to take a picture with you or of you while you're eating with your family or whatever. Like, yeah. That would probably get really old, you know. Yeah, real fast. <laughs> really fast. I would, I would assume. But when it's first happening, it'd be awesome. This is great, you know. Here I am. I finally made it. People know me. But yeah. Tony, what? Well, uh, but it's that this. Have you ever heard? Like, I think they call it the four parts of being famous. Three parts of being famous. It's like, who is Matt? Find me Matt. Find me a Matt. Who is Matt? So like every celebrity you're probably gonna go through that part. So it's like you gotta enjoy while people are wanting to have your picture taken because eventually one day they're not gonna want to take your picture. Yeah, because you said that eventually. Who who said this now? One day no one's gonna know who you are. Yeah, I mean so, just like whatever. Everybody that, that's there's some guy I think he has like four stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he was like a big um, Western star or something. John Wayne? No, it wasn't John oh. Wayne, but I'm just saying he's <laughs> say that too. <laughs> it's somebody that he was really popular at the time, but I mean most people today would not know who he is. And we're all gonna be forgotten. It doesn't matter what level you were at. There's always somebody like even just think about like hot women, like supermodels yeah. back in the day. No one's talking about them now that they're like in their forties and fifties and sixties. There's yeah. always gonna be somebody new coming out. So right. it's like I think we gotta embrace you know, it, it it's like a happy balance, man, because the people that are coming up want to take your pictures because they appreciate your art. But on the flip yeah. side, you're like, oh, I'm still a human. I want to have my own shit. But I think you kind of sign up for that. So I don't right. know. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like this weird double edged sword. Like, you know, you you want that. And once you get it, it's like, ah, I don't know if I want this anymore. <laughs> I'd rather be the person that fucking wins the billion dollar lottery that like in Chicago where you don't or Illinois where you don't have to disclose who you are. Then yeah. be like Elon Musk or, you know, Jeff Bezos, yeah. where everybody's criticizing you for your money. Yeah. Like, you know, as soon as you like become like famous or popular, like your life is under a microscope. Oh, damn. I don't I don't think I like that. Nah, <laughs> man. Well, it's because, you know, like you just said, like everyone's now now you have people literally digging through your Twitter from when you first started your Twitter, reading all your tweets and all this and Instagram and Facebook posts. There's definitely stuff on my Facebook and my memories that I see like every day when I look at my memories. But that I don't reshare. I told, like, him, I told him I'm going to make sure his podcast becomes super popular so he can just get canceled. Yeah, he's like, that's my goal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the, 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 thing, the podcast super popular just so you get canceled for saying all the shit you said on this podcast so far. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's so, it's, it's so weird. Like, I don't know why. As soon as you can, like, have some type of popularity or fame to you, the public eye just thinks you're like you're a perfect citizen like you know and then they just look to peg you down i'm like what the hell is going on they're they're humans you know they still fuck up all the time yeah it's like we all piss and shit but then they like put people on a pedestal 
Like, yeah. uh, there's so much better. Like, this whole thing going on with the queen now. It's just like, she was a fucking normal person that just got <laughs> born at the right time when her parents fucked at the right time. I know. I was like, yo, chills. Why couldn't you do this when she was alive? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, this is a question I asked. But let me play you the song real quick, and then I'll uh, <laughs> ask you that. Man, rap today fucking sucks bad. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. These fools ain't spitting no type of dope shit. But that's not even the bad part. They're not even saying words anymore. They just got a hard-ass fucking beat to trick dumbasses like you to make you think you like the shit. Play that fucking beat. We got some real fucking mentally retarded rappers in the game. I know for a fact nobody know what the fuck these dudes be saying. Wait, turn my reverb and my auto-tune on real quick. This is what the fuck they be doing. Dumbasses be like, hey, that shit was hard though, bruh. But it's so true. I mean, like, there's some of them songs have really catchy beats all here, but then I'll sit and I don't know if it's because I'm old now, too, but I'll, I'll sit there and listen to them like, what the fuck are they saying, man? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You- yeah. But I mean, those don't have staying power though, like at all. And you see it coming out happen all the time, you know, where what, little, uh, like a little pump was like top of the rap world, like what, two years ago? And then now, like, no one always even knows mm. who he is anymore. I think that was a guy I saw that he went somewhere, maybe in Japan or something. I can't remember. It was some other, some other country, and, like, nobody knew who he was. They just walked past him. So it's kind of like yeah. that's how it's going to be here eventually time, too. Like, he was just a flash-in-the-pan type person. Yeah, like, I think that's, what, like, what it is. Like, the ones that – there's going to be always those copy and paste of, like, like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so popular? And that's going to happen in – any shape or form, like in, in art, like, you know, NFTs, like, why is this project so damn, like, popular? Uh, but they have no staying power at all. So would you, you say know? that's probably, like, the machine, though? It's, like, some marketing team or some high exec at the radio, a record label or whatever. It's just like, okay, this is what's popular. Let's find somebody that fits this mold and we'll just pump, 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 make as much money. And then yeah. we'll dump the person once it's not making money anymore. Pretty much, yeah. That's kind of how it goes, you know. Um, yeah, they just have no staying power. Like it's a one-trick pony. Like you know, it's it. They it's everything is driven by numbers. Like you know, like uh, something viral happens. Like oh, like you know, have you seen on like TikTok or the um, what's it called Instagram where the it's corn remix? Like oh the, man, corn. Like it has those lumpy knobs and stuff like that. It's like everywhere. The kid who like did that interview got invited out to uh, the premiere of like. Um, was it Pinocchio or something like that? Like from just literally just enjoying corn to like 
<laughs> I love I love corn. It's corn. I love it. Yeah. It's just so great. And then all these remixes are coming out. Like there's, I actually listened to one on Apple iTunes the other day. I was like, what am I listening to? And I was like, it's the corn kid. Holy shit. Like when you're posting well, a story. Yeah, when you're posting a story, if you type it's corn, you'll see yeah. it. It's there. I'm, like, awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna do that when we get off here. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna find a picture of pose and put the corn kid on there. Well, I've seen it like a lot of people are doing that new trend now where oh, I'm a dirtbag. Oh, uh, you're uh, like your teenage, teenage dirtbag. Yeah. And then, there, oh, yeah, one. and then there was another one where they were doing the whole uh, that guy that the mad dog guy when he did the cranberry juice drinking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he's just vibing like on a yeah. skateboard. So it's like you're definitely right, man. Like they see something, they'll run it into the fucking ground, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's this is how it goes. It's just trends. It's like, you know, um just what can make a quick buck, what can like pop off virally, but there's no staying power behind it. There's no actual like, you know, uh like why do you like like, like the island boys? That's a prime example. Like, God no man, does. those guys. <laughs> they try making an album, they try making it sound like nobody even knows who they are anymore. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's well, so true. And that was just like a couple months ago. Yeah, one guy was like, he was bu- trying to buy something for somebody, or, and his car kept on getting declined, and someone was like secretly recording it. I think the video got taken down finally, but like, I was like, holy shit. Like, those guys were everywhere, and yeah. then they shaved their head. They tried to go like a little posse by introducing new island boys, and like, it didn't work. Like, yeah, because wow. like, there's no real backing behind it. It's like, what works? Like, why did it work? Because it's so shitty and cringy. Like, that's what people <laughs> like. You can't replicate that. <laughs> Have you guys seen those guys that, like, there's, like, four white dudes and one, like, maybe Indian or half black kid that's on there? And they're, like, reading rap lyrics from their phone? Mm-mm. It's like war, so. man. I'll have to send it to both of y'all. It's the dumbest shit. But they got, like, millions of views on their videos and so many shares and stuff. Well, I think it's a. Kids don't have the same attention span as they used to. Like, <laughs> it's all TikTok, man. It's like Vine was like quick, but this is even more. Like, people just like they say like most people when they're on TikTok, they'll like look at something for two seconds. If it's not interesting, they'll flick up and then go yeah. to the next one. Yeah, because yeah. also like um, those little videos on TikTok, like you know, like the thirty a minute video, long video, like on Instagram, like on how to make a meal or something. That's all people want to see. Like. They don't want to watch the 30 minutes or 45 minutes whole process. They just want the short cut down edition of it. They want cliff notes. Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah. there's a lot of videographers that are suffering because they don't make videos like that. We yeah. had a guy on here telling us he won't, he will not make video like that. If that's what they want, they can go to that person's page and get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of happened with, that happens with the art world too. Like, you know, um, uh, as soon as, when, when I was getting hired, people, um, they're like, oh, do you do animations? I'm like, not really. Do you do, like, video editing? I'm like, it's like, let me guess. You want me to do, like, kind of, like, TikTok quick cuts, like, type of stuff? I'm like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, well, well, that's the only thing that's popular right now. Like, I don't, and I can do it because it's, it's shit. There's no skill behind it. It's just, like, clips uh, stitched together. What'd you think when uh, Instagram tried to be TikTok? And then they got so uh, much backlash and they revert the, the feed again. That was, uh, I was part of uh, uh, that backlash too, because it hurt me um, uh, a lot dramatically uh, because, you know, that's when I did like a picture for a reel, uh, trying that out. Yeah. Cause like, I'm an artist. Like I 
do not do reels. Like, why should I compete against like some 16 year old who's like shaking her ass when I like don't do that? Like, I literally just sit down and draw. Like, no one wants to see me like draw my sketchbook. Um, granted, there might be some people, but um, but yeah, like it's it was just a different it's a different platform altogether. Like, there's no reason why they should be competing with a different platform um, that provides a different service or a different like type of service, like. TikTok is meant for like, you know, all, all videos and like um, that type of stuff. Instagram made its name for photos. Just stick with that. Like you're yeah. fine. Do you think it's like they, since they can't buy everything like they used to, they're just like trying to recreate it on their own. Cause I saw they did that with stories with Snapchat and yeah. reels with TikTok and. Yeah. It's just, they, they just want, it's a money thing. Like, you know, they just need to be, the one-stop shop platform like you know like we have all these stuff too they don't want the more they can get viewers or retain their um, audience on their app it's better for them you know obviously they're not trying to have like oh snapchat like you don't you don't need to go to snapchat we have that feature too it's like okay you you don't need to compete with them like it's okay to have other platforms like they don't understand that like um it's all they just want every every ounce of retention on their platform and and they're seeing it now like where um it's starting to hurt them where it's like um people are backlashing it's like dude we this is not what we signed up for we signed up for photos of my friends and stuff like that we'll tolerate you like pushing up random ass content on my feed but like as soon as you start doing like you know reels and all that it's like all right i'm clocking out like fuck this i'm out type of deal it's like instead of seeing the backlash and they're like oh shit okay we shouldn't betray the people who came to our platform for specifically this. Yeah. Cause I wonder if they're going to end up like a MySpace, where there's going to be something new that's going to be coming up. Cause I know there is, um, was it rumble is a platform. I guess it's kind of like a YouTube competitor. Then they have that getter, which I think it's a Twitter competitor. So I would imagine eventually there's going to be an Instagram competitor. I mean, for just pictures, if people want to just do pictures, what was the one that was supposed to be like Facebook that Trump had. Truth Social is that is that thing, is that even around? I believe so. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a truther, so I don't know. But <laughs> um, like even LinkedIn is now becoming like Facebook. Like, I've been uh, using that a lot more here recently for the podcast. LinkedIn, yeah. Like I send messages to people on there too, and the people want to connect on my network, you know. And it's the same as like on Instagram. I get these bot chicks, you know, and it's always the same Asian girl, but in just different clothes. What are you looking <laughs> up, man? No, I'm saying like her picture. Like I'm on there and I don't get bots. Matt, do you get bots on your LinkedIn? I get, I get, um, I get people yeah. trying to say I can help like promote your podcast. No, yeah, I'm so, get, look, I'll no show you. trying to sell me sex. Though. No, no one's, well, <laughs> they're not, they're not selling me sex. So they, this is what they say. Look, it goes like, is it like um, your uh, your Snapchat with all those? <laughs> well, I've, I've de- oh yeah. Good morning, my friend. Have a great weekend. And it's always this the same Asian lady's picture in all the DMs I get from like. It's like I but didn't even. It sounds sexual. She says she's an investor, right? 
No, but it, I'm saying it's a, it's a fake. Because, I get, but the way you made it sound like it was like what your Snapchat said. Oh no, Matt, did you not get that same vibe? They're they're like selling. Yeah. They're they're like trying See, to. See, you're not you're not you don't know how to talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make, <laughs> I was like, what kind of LinkedIn are you on right now, my friend? <laughs> the porn version. <laughs> But it's always like a bunch of bullshit. Like, see, here she is again. It's the same. It's the same picture, but she's the president in this picture. No, I guess <laughs> that. But I mean, with the way you made it sound, it sounded like your Snapchat. How your you? Your oh no, Snapchat no, no, is. no. But yeah, I don't like. I, said, I don't want to take too much more of your time, Matt. I got two questions. Uh, one question is, I, I, I'm stealing this from Stephen Colbert. Now, this is my new question I ask. Where yeah, do you yeah. think when we go? Oh, I'm sorry. What do you think happens to us when we die? Damn, we're getting that deep, huh? Uh, well, I mean, like, hmm. I would like to believe in reincarnation in some shape or form. That just, like, you know, it just, like, I feel like it would ease the, uh, ease the anxiety of, like, what the fuck? It just goes to black and that's it after this? Yeah. So, you know, some type of hope that there might be, like, some type of, like, there's, it doesn't just end right there. Uh, that'll be that'll be the most that's the most comforting, you know, one that there's some type of hope that there's um, there's a next chapter, so to speak, type of deal. Like, because if it is just like cut to black and that's it, and your consciousness just ceases to exist, it's like, well, fuck, all right, that was cool. <laughs> Ain't no chance to run it back or anything. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, it's so true. I mean, because I saw they got a new quantum leap coming out. And that was out when I was a kid in the eighties. And it's like, if that could be your life where you jump into like another person's life, that would be kind of cool, man. Yeah. Cause then you were like, especially if you had the knowledge that you have now with each life. Dude, I'd be, I'd be the best damn artist in the world. (laughs) Yeah. And my other question is, so it's kind of about a life or death type thing too, but Mm -hmm. so like, there's this whole thing that I think you kind of touched on earlier, but there's this thing where people don't appreciate people enough while they're alive and they don't give their appreciation or to give them their flowers, as they're saying. So who yeah. in your life would you like to give flowers to? In my life, personally? Or, yeah. like, you know, or just like in a, general, like somebody that you've admired. Uh, oh, I, I feel like there's a big-ass list for that. You know, we'll be here for the next three hours. <laughs> you know? Um, for sure, my parents, uh, I feel like that's everyone to be able to answer like parents, but there's, there's, there's a reason for that. Um, they take care of me. They, they supported me, like, which is, wasn't the biggest thing for them to accept. Um, just cause like, you know, art's not your typical route. It's not secure. Like I talked about, um, and trying to make it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big chance you're going to fail. A very mm-hmm. big chance you're going to fail. So and the, I had to constantly kind of prove that like, like quarterly checks, like, Hey, I'm still surviving. You know, it's, it's doing well. Um, and then they gain more confidence as I've gained more confidence, which is great. Um, and they're, they're still supporters. You know, they're not, they're not like, you don't do this. You don't do exactly what we want to do. Get the fuck out of my house type of deal. Um, which is absolutely 100% the best, <laughs> you know, that they still support me in what I do and what I, um, what I want to do. Um, my, my, for sure. My friend, my closest friends, John and Gabe, you know, um, they, they, they keep, they listen to like all the shit that I go through. 
and like they keep encouraging me like you know because as anyone who's trying to make it independently or they they'll tell you like there's a shit ton of people that are behind the scenes that support them and get them through the the, the dark days because it's just purely by yourself you'll give up a hundred percent on time um no matter how far you try to go because uh, it's it's you against the world like and the world is unrelenting it'll beat the shit out of you like no matter what um and so you need that support system so like kind of like you're not shit matt you can do it keep going you know brush it off and you're like so those core those core group of friends and family are are really i need to give them their flowers and i do give them their flowers all the time i tell them any kind of milestone i celebrate not my success but i always celebrate our success it's like hey thank you for like supporting me. Like I couldn't literally have not been here where I am um, without you guys just like support constant support. Um, and I make them, uh, I make it an effort to like, to tell them all the time. Cause like, it's, it's not just me. It's everyone who helps me, who believed in me, all the followers that like, you know, like my work, support my work, the friends that I made through Instagram that like, Hey, I love your work. Keep it going, man. It helps, you know, it's like, Oh damn, I'm doing something right. Let me keep going. So like yeah, those are, those are the flowers that I have to give up to 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 my friends and family and like everyone I've kind of met along the on this along this journey and still going on this journey, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, oh, that's good. Uh, I guess let me ask my other two questions then. Um, yeah, sure. What's your yeah. advice for people, and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? What advice for for people? Yeah, like say, like some make maybe a kid that's getting into art or an adult or anybody or just in general life advice. If you're gonna, oh, let's let's keep it with art since like I can speak more relatively to that. <laughs> I'm not trying to give like you know uh, <laughs> in your 401k. Like I don't know. <laughs> um, so if you're trying to get into art or like or interested in doing art, um, the biggest advice I can give you for starting, I'll, I'll give three for this one. I'll give for the beginner, the intermediate, and then uh, I don't know. Um, they quote unquote advanced. So the beginner, if you're trying to get started into it, um, just start. And I uh, don't give a fuck about anyone, um, anyone, what they say, don't do it for like the, the, the hopes and dreams of I'm going to make it big, do it for the passion and the love of it. Cause that will carry you throughout the days where you don't feel like doing art. Cause I feel, I see a lot of people try to get into the field because they want to become big artists. They want to have their name um, out there. And then they, they go through the process. They have the high of like, yeah, I'm doing this man for like, I don't know, two weeks. And then they don't see the results that they want to see right away. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I'm not seeing any growth. No one's following me. I don't, I don't, I'm discouraged. It's like, well, do it because you love to do it. Do it because you want to do art, not because you want the followers. It shouldn't be like you're chasing after this fame because for the numbers, it should be the other way around. The, the numbers will come as you, you know, as you uh, put your artwork out there and the more it gets seen, it's nice to be recognized for that um, for sure. But like, do it because you love to do it. Do it because um, this is, it's your quote unquote calling, you know? So that's my advice to the beginner or the person who wants to get into it. Uh, do it for the right reasons. Do it because you want to do it. Um, for the intermediate, um, shit, keep posting consistently. Um, to grow is you have to post consistently. You have to do it consistent. It's all about consistency. Um, that's in life with everything, you know, like you can't get to a destination without, without constantly like working towards it. You can't just be like, uh, I'm good. I'm going to stop here. You're not, 
and it's not going to magically appear. So you have to post consistently. You have to stick to a consistent schedule. Um, and throughout time you will get there. Um, so yeah, to stay consistent, uh, do it, always improve, try to always improve. And then, you know, keep your head down, keep working. <laughs> your, your time will come, um, for the advanced shit. I don't know. You got advice for me. I'm still trying to figure it out too. <laughs> uh, uh, for the advanced, you know, network, you know, don't be that nagging, naggy branny of like, you know, Hey man, let's collaborate. I like, like follow for follow. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> you know, um, network. Yeah. Like make friends, like actually try to make friends in the, in the field. Uh, if you're, uh, if you're actually a professional artist and all that, make friends in the field, you know, like I said, like you're not going to get very far without, um, knowing people. That's the name of the game. Like the more, you know, the more, uh, the more you can act upon that knowledge. So yeah, make networks, make, create your networks. Don't do it for like selfish reasons. Like, Ooh, I'm going to be like using you for your like, uh, exposure and all that. Like, no, actually make, make friends. Like, cause you have some, you'll get inspired by like your, your artist friends or whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll motivate you. Cause like, damn, they're doing some sick ass stuff. Like, let me, let me, let me compete with them. Let me do that. Um, and you'll have some cool friends, you know, like it's, it's dope being like friends with artists that are, that do the similar thing. They can share the similar, um, they understand you a lot better because they go through the exact same damn thing. Um, so if you're a professional artist that doesn't have that many friends or is struggling to like grow, I'd say do that. Um, yeah, those are my three advices for, for art specific related stuff. Uh, what was the, what was the other question? Uh, what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? What mark do I say? Oof. I hope that I, my biggest goal and dream for myself as an artist is to be one of the biggest artists out there. Um, like I want to be like, you know, have you, you guys familiar with cause and stuff like that? Like a very famous designer named cause K A W S. No, I don't know. I don't think so. So he is, I think he's an Asian American artist. Um, it's very popular, like hype beast world, you know, like all the hype beasts will know him. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've seen these pieces before. Yeah, like those excise stuff. Like yeah. That. Okay. Um, like some, something along those lines where, like, I am um, one of the biggest designers out there. I can uh, create what I want to create in the worlds that I want to create um, and collaborate with who I want to collaborate with. <laughs> first that'd be awesome but uh yeah I, I want to leave a mark of like you know um of hopefully my art can inspire and um make a difference in the world you know I, I try to always put a positive message or positive spin on things with my work um and i try to keep it real you know I try to like you know tell the story from my perspective um so you can see that as i go like there's ups and downs i'm not like sugarcoating things like some days i feel like shit and i'll tell you that it's like yeah, i feel like shit today um, but yeah, like, you know, try to be like a genuine self out there. That's, that's who I aspire to like leave my mark on, you know, those are all good that you said. Now, do you feel like, did you uh, did you have great art teachers when you were growing up or did you have some that tried to stifle your cre- creativity? Um, I've been lucky enough. Well, throughout like high school, I had one high school teacher that was art, um, unfortunately like she had she was diagnosed with cancer halfway through the school year so um so she stopped teaching um but she she was she was strict and tough a tough art teacher but she gave kudos to you when like you know um you deserved it type of deal 
um and she took art seriously like your perspective on c minus i was like holy shit (laughs) you know she did not give a shit about like you know like uh try your best sweetie and you'll do good it's like nah like if you were stuck at art she lets you know you suck at art (laughs) you fucking suck yeah no she was that kind of teacher i was like damn this bitch is crazy but um but no i uh in a sense of like that toughness or that real real um so i knew whenever i got a compliment from her it wasn't a half-assed thing of of uh of you're good and like you know like oh she says this to everyone it's like no she kind of means it um so like that kind of like sparked a thing of like oh maybe i have something here um and then in college i had professors that like you know continue to like nurture my my talents of like this might not be the best now but like you have something here like work on this like you know dive deeper into this fix this this is bad but like you know you have something so I had a good amount of like, you know, um, positive construction. And I think that's important. Like, you know, uh, you'll hear a shit ton of people that say like, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. But you don't really know if it is or not. So like you need that balance of like tough love. Like you need to have someone like this is shit. Fix it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I, I used to love drawing and I had an art teacher in ninth grade. I don't even remember her name, but like, she was just so terrible, man. Like she didn't let us really do what we wanted to do. And it really just killed my passion for it. And so I never yeah. took art again after that. And I never, I didn't draw anything else after that either. Yeah. But, but I think that's a, that's a thing. Like sometimes it's like adults can kill kids dreams. Like yeah. oh, you have to be a realistic in life, but I mean to like, I don't know. I think sometimes parents and, and older people have their, their dreams killed. So they want to kill dreams too. So it's funny, like that you say that. Like it's absolutely true that you say that. One of my favorite quotes is from Pablo Picasso. Is he goes, "Everyone is born an artist. The problem is staying one." Mm. And then so it's just true. Um, and I've seen this firsthand. Uh, uh, one one quick story before that, before we can end or something like that, is that like you know, um, staying an artist is actually relatively hard because you know throughout your life, if you're not good, and no one's gonna be good. Everyone thinks that like the artists are like born naturally like artistic like no it's a skill we had to work on this craft like you know we spent hours and like ten thousand hours perfecting our our skills there's some people like that are naturally good at it but they still had to practice um you know not everyone's just born like i can paint the mona lisa one day yeah and people think artists are like that like they're just awaken this hidden talent like i can i can do this it's like no you gotta work on it um and like they'll run into someone that says like, oh, this is bad, and it'll crush their like their dreams of art or something artistic. You're bad at it. You should stop, and it'll just destroy them. And it's funny that you mentioned like you know adults like um, crush their artistic dream. I ha- well, so when I first started painting murals, I was in this coffee shop or this boba tea shop painting a, a mural for them, and. I should, you know, I was literally doing stick figures, like just like doodles, little straight up doodles, stick figures. I was playing a game of tic-tac-toe on the wall just to fill up space, you know, just um, just to create like this uh, immersion of like, damn, it's like a bunch of doodles. That's really cool. Um, and I always asked every adult that's walked in or every person that walked in. So like, hey, do you want to draw something on the wall? Like, like, it's totally fine. That'd be cool. Like if you like added to it, like, you know. You can walk in here and be like, oh, I added to this mural. Mm-hmm. That was my thought process. I wanted people to get involved with it. Everyone turned down and they gave me the exact same bullshit answer of, oh, I could barely draw a stick figure. I'm like, 
do you not see this game of tic-tac-toe? <laughs> like, there's no way you can mess this up. Like I, li- I drew stick figures. Like how, like it's an open invitation. You can draw a smiley face and it's whatever, sign your name. You can do whatever. There's no, there's, you can't fuck up. Everyone turned it down. I'm like, all right, fine. The only person who um, tried to uh, uh, add to the wall was a kid. Mm. He saw me drawing beeline for the markers. Didn't even ask his mom, just beeline for the markers, grab the marker and, on, and try to start drawing. Cause you know, he's like, Oh cool. I can draw too. Like this guy's drawing on a wall. Let me draw on the wall with him. His mom like snatched that marker right away. He's like, no, 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 you're going to ruin it. And I tried to be like, no, no, no. Like let him draw. Like, you know, um, let him be creative. Like just those small instances, like, like her, her the mom telling the kid, no, like may have crushed his dream of like, Oh man, like she didn't let me draw. Yeah. So, like I wanted to like, you know, and, yeah, it's true. Like that Pablo Casa was saying like, everyone's born in arts. Like that kid, like, didn't care about like if it was good or not. He just wanted to draw. He just wanted to express himself, you know. But throughout the um, we were we were taught like that there's a certain time and place to express yourself. And the, the mom did exactly that. Like, no, no, you could ruin his artwork. I'm like, I, I drew tic tac toe. It's fine. He's like, you know, you can scribble something. It's, I'll make it work. You know. So like that, I, I I love that saying of like everyone's an artist. And the problem is staying one. So like, yeah, it, it's hard to stay an artist. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I wonder now, like, since you mentioned the fade to black, is that all that we have? Like, if you're on your deathbed and you know that you wanted to be an artist and you didn't pursue it because somebody else didn't believe in you or put doubt in your head or whatever, and then you're on your deathbed and you're like, man, I wasted all this time. And then you find out, like, there's something that tells us there's nothing else after. And then it's like, oh, how much regret are you going to fucking have, man? Yeah. Damn, that's one hell of a way to go. I imagine it's like, you're just like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> nope, you're done. It's like, what the fuck? Really? And then that's it. It's like, oh my God. But I think that's the thing about life, though. I think we need to appreciate the time we have here because we don't know for sure what happens. So right. it's like, if you're really passionate about something, you should probably try to follow it, even if it's just a hobby. You know? Yeah. I try to tell my friends like all the time, like, dude, do something that you love. Like I rather go out swinging, like reaching for the stars and missing and failing than doing something that I absolutely hate for like the rest of my life. Like I, I, cause I will finally remember it's like, damn, I tried to be an artist or whatever. I failed, but damn, those were some of the best years of my life. I, cause not that many people can say that they've actually tried it and like went for it. Yeah. You know, even like for sports, you know, like not that many people could say they, they uh, are pros um, or Yeah. But also, not that many can say like that. I that they pursued their dreams of becoming a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I, I think really- that's awesome that you what you're even doing on your own, man. Like you're just like no safety net. Yeah, it's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But like you know, um, yeah. Like I, I'd rather do this like with no safety net and fail and see like, well, that sucks. I can because I'm still like tw- I'm 26. Like oh, you're dog- super young. Yeah. yeah. I can fuck up as much as I want and still relatively bounce back. Like, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands where, um, I try to do it like this, like, um, 26, like I give it to my thirties. Some people that don't even figure out their life to like mid thirties. And then they still, Shit, there's some people in their forties. that don't have their life figured yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> like, dude, like, I, I'm, I have like 20 years on the game, like where I can like, you know, experiment, like try it out. Like people will bounce back relatively. Like it's hard to really fuck up your life. Like to the point of where you're, you're, you're 
debt in like super uh in like chaos chaos but for the most part like people bounce back relatively like okay if they just like adhere to something like try to stick to something and for the most part it works out so like, that's kind of like the attitude that i try to keep it it's like well if i fuck up i still got time <laughs> you know it's fine yeah. let's go like i'd rather go for it than than sit on the side times of like damn i wish i could have done that like i wish i could have done that it's like you could have if you just tried it yeah our inner bitch man stops us from doing a lot of fucking shit man our inner yeah, bitch and outside people <laughs> yeah you so, you, so you fuck them and just try to go for it you know man one of my biggest things i love to do is when i go to the grocery store like especially earlier in the day there's none of it like senior citizens there and i look at them and i'm like they were my age at one time and then i'll see somebody younger than me like especially like you like at one time i was 26 and then you'll see somebody that was younger than you at 16 yeah and it's just like you got to look at these different stages in life and it's like what do i want to be do I want to be this person that can barely get around and probably have like a bunch of regret or do I want to do what I want to do now and enjoy my fucking life? YOLO baby. YOLO. Yeah, I was really about to say like YOLO. Well, yeah, like, you know, the, the core root of it is like, you know, if you really do have one life, like, and one story to tell, make it a, like a great and interesting story to tell. Like, you know, why, why, like, and for the next 30 years, for the, you'll just hear me talking about data entry. It's like, okay, cool. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's going to, that's going to kill my life. But like, you know, yeah. Like I, I try to live a life where I'm proud of um, for the most part, <laughs> you know, um, where I'm like, it's a life that I would want to, a story that I would want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's like this Joe Rogan quote. He's like, if you were a director of a movie, what would your movie be? And like yeah. you say, do you want it to be like some guy to be in office space, like looking for a red stapler or do you <laughs> want to be the person on the fucking beach, you know, or doing what you were, you know, yeah. d- doing your art or being a musician or whatever. And I think with the Internet, man, it's kind of changed the game where people can do shit. And we don't yeah. live in a fucking country where you're born into a certain class. You know, everybody has advantages and disadvantages, but oh, America absolutely. definitely has a lot of advantages, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you, like I said, like, um, I have a massive opportunity. One of the biggest reasons why I like, I even said, fuck it, I'll go for it is because uh, I'm 26. Like I moved back in with my parents, like, uh, early in this year. So like 25, um, they supported me like, dude, like I have a keen opportunity, um, to, to like bet on my fucking self. Like, you know, my parents like, you know, can support me. They're luckily they have, good jobs and like they've done well in life where they can support their child or children so to pursue their dreams like we're in an opportunity of i don't have to like go out and um survive type of deal like i know there's some people that like they have to do that like and i completely understand if you're not in the situation to do so uh completely get it but like if you have the opportunity like why don't you want to use it yeah no i mean that's that's a good support system man like like a lot of people like you said, don't have a family or friends or anything like, but if you have like a support system that's going to help you out and they are not asking for anything in return other than yeah. for you to be successful, like that's the best path in life to have right there, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So where can everybody find you at, Matt? So you can follow me on Instagram at 7am creations. Um, primarily, that's where you'll find me. I don't have a YouTube. I don't have a Twitter. I'll, it's literally just Instagram. That's how you guys found me through Instagram. Um, I'm active there constantly. 
Uh, I post Monday through Friday for the, for the most part. Um, yeah. Post Monday through Friday. If you like hit me up on a DM for client work, I reply fairly fast. So yeah, I'm actively, I'm constantly on Instagram, like, like 24 seven type of deal. Like that's my, like, that's my platform. Cause I'm trying to like master that one. Yeah. Right now. And did you say you are going to start selling merch? Yes. So I am currently working on my own uh, online web store um, to sell my, my designs. So if you guys like any of the designs, um, keep out, keep a lookout for that. Uh, hopefully I get it up by um, mid October. So let's say October 18th. Um, so, so I can get that up and running so I can, you know, start selling my prints and make a little bit, a little bit more and you can support me there. Uh, but that'd be great. Like, yeah. Um, if you like work, uh, like my artwork you can hire me, commission me, um, for personal projects, buy a poster if you want that also, also helps support my stuff. Also, if you can't just share my work, that's, that's more than enough support. Follow yeah. share that does the world that like every artist will say that like every like and share means a huge difference. Like it's, it's just telling the algorithm, Hey, this is an artist that you would want to see more of like, and you can share more of their work. Do you think that Instagram should put their own repost into the app instead of having to go to an external one or taking a screenshot and then it's not crediting you when people share it? Uh, Cause you know, like from know. Facebook, you can do a direct share. Yeah. But to like, to my, I can share it to maybe my, my story, but like to yeah. like my actual timeline, if I want to share something, I have to go to a repost app or just take a screenshot and then crop it and then put it up there. I feel like um, the reason why they don't have a repost, well, unless they automatically repo, um, have a tag feature of where that post came from, mm-hmm. like it might, you might have, have an oversaturation of the same same post. Uh, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, you, you'll see like forty or like fifty, like on the same like pictures. Like, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> you know, type of deal. Um, yeah, I think that the reposting is on the story. That's what the primary one is. It seems like the stories get more engagement, anyways. Though at least you can get like a metric. Just I mean, yeah, just from like somebody story. that doesn't have a you know a business page, you can still yeah. see how many people viewed that post exactly yeah like stories is a really good indication of who your true engagements are because that means they're actively like tapping on your stories and looking through them yeah so it's you know sometimes it could be bots that just follow you um to bolster the numbers but they don't they're not active so it actually should gives you a good indication of who's actually active and um, consistently engaging with your stuff so stories is yeah it's a good indication Oh, I was going to ask you too. Like, would you ever do coffee mugs? I've really gotten the coffee mugs here lately, and I would yeah. love to have your um, the one with the banana on a coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, so I'm branching. So, like, a couple of projects that I'm working on besides like posters is actually launching a merch line. Um, oh, that sounds like I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> hey man, they make a shit ton of money off merch, man. Yeah, it just sounds so like. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad though. Merch, but yeah, like I'm working on like um, an apparel line, like shirts, um, hoodies, hats. Um, I want to get into vinyl figures and vinyl toys, like collectibles. Oh, that'd be awesome too. Because uh, I love collecting that type of stuff. So um, I would, and I feel like my my designs would fit hand in hand in that styling. Um, and yeah, mugs and uh, stuff like that, like some more like 
tangible thing, everyday use that you can have and still have my and have my uh, work on it. So I'm, I am working on that. So like hopefully in October, for sure November. If uh, in if you're out in the Los Angeles area, come to DesignerCon. I'll probably have a couple of those um, early runs of merch uh, out for for sale. And when is that? It's on in November 18th through the 21st. Okay. Friday through Sunday. Um, it's a three day convention. Um, yeah, Friday, Sunday. Tickets are online. Uh, I think it's $25 a ticket, but there's a lot of talented artists out there. Really, really big name artists are out there. So um, I, it's worth uh, buying the tickets just to see a bunch of like dope artwork. Like I always come away with like, um, a shit ton of like new posters and pictures for like my room and stuff like that. If you're into like uh, collecting and uh, artwork, you'll have a time at DesignerCon. It's it's absolute blast. <clears throat> That's legit, man. Yeah, definitely gonna keep an eye out out for your uh, your website. Yeah, I'll, I'll sure send a link um, when that's live and up and ready to go. I'll make a post about it. Sweet, uh, but yeah, like, I'll I'll make sure it's known, not just like it's live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, check go it buy out. stuff. Yeah, it's hidden. <laughs> Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you uh, so much. No, for... Thanks for accommodating the time change, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that was, that was my fault. That was a little misconnection. But yeah, thanks for having it, uh, having me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for reaching out. It was, it was, it was dope. Yes, sir. Appreciate wow. you, man. Keep and up the good work. Great content, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Nice meeting you. Later. Yeah, you too, guys. Bye.